0: Welcome to The Metalist, where we discuss our top five personal favorites. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? All things metal, all things distorted guitars. If you dig it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Don't forget, rate and review, like and subscribe, give us a follow, maybe give us a share. Now, you know what time it is? What time is it? I'm ready for some fucking God Hammered. Sometimes they talk about other stuff. The But mostly they talk about little. The But sometimes they talk
1: about The battle The battle The The David D. Lopez and Jason Smith. This is The Metalist. Welcome, one and all. Thank you again for joining us whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this. Once again, I'm Dave. Here comes the pain! Yeah, I'm
0: Jason. Oh, wait, I gotta take my mask off. Nope. I'm Jason.
1: So, today... 'Cause of the new album and all the press stuff surrounding it and the fact that it's made me go back and revisit the back catalog. We're gonna talk about Slipknot. Possibly Nine dudes the, from Iowa. Yeah, the most notable group of dudes from Iowa ever. Sorry, Modern Life is War, you're cool too, but getting right into it. Your first exposure. Uh, let's see, I think
0: uh, I think I have a fucking cold.
1: In the summer, no less. In the middle the peak of summer. It's not a hot girl summer for Jason.
0: Yeah, don't mind my snorting. I'll try and cut it out.
1: It's the Slipknot episode. If there was any appropriate
0: episode for <laughs> this, like this would be this. Wait and bleed. Scream soundtrack, I think.
1: Yeah, in two thousand. Or yeah, that's early two thousand.
0: That that you know. I mean, at the time.
1: Yeah, the, the that's not metal guys recently did an album club on the uh, Freddy vs Jason soundtrack, and they were reflecting on that whole period of the you know maybe latest of late 90s, earliest of 2000s, where like just like every metal song of the time was like on all these horror comps, and
0: yeah. that was one of them. Actually, I think the first time I heard of them was we, uh, my old band D-Nots, went down to Salt Lake-ish to go play a show, and there was this band, and they were called like Kairos GP6, or Kairos something or other, and so they you- had they had like a DJ on the stage, they had the jumpsuits with the barcode. I don't think they had masks. I didn't stay around to fucking watch them play because I was fucking pissed off at a situation at the show. But uh, that was, I asked somebody what this band was. Someone had told me, well, have you ever heard Slipknot? And I was like, no, I don't know what that is. And they were like, oh, okay, like whatever. <laughs> and then there was something with Farm Club too around the time. On uh, USA? Yeah, but I don't think it was them on it. I think it was like Farm Club, like someone on Farm Club, like mentioned something. I remember something about Slipknot with Farm Club in some sort of thing. I, but I, the first time I actually heard the band was Wait and Bleed on the Scream soundtrack. Then I got the album, and I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know if the soundtrack was out before, but uh, Scream. Then I got the album. Yeah, and that, then, it was
1: early two thousand. Yeah. Or after the album came out.
0: Okay, yeah. So it wasn't very much longer after that when, you know, they were getting played on the radio a lot. Uh, Well, Wait and Bleed was getting played on the radio a lot. And oddly enough, that's right around the time 99 2000 was when Idaho Falls got their first, like, rock radio station.
1: Really? Like, what they would call. Finger quoting here. 105.3. It's
0: 105.3 yeah. here in San Diego. Okay. That's the same thing. It's Clear Channel Rock rock mm-hmm. Station. So that's when it came out. And, and it was kind of cool because you could hear P.O.D., Southtown, Static X Push It, mm-hmm. um, Slipknot, Wait and
1: Bleed. Incubus, Pardon Me. Yep. Yeah, just that whole wave of stuff. I remember those days. A bunch of bands that like just never... Cracked it past that one single After that initial wave of radio push
0: I just made regards like There was actually like some type Some semblance of heaviness on the radio for once For us oh, yeah. I don't remember who got the album it was just, you know, a friend of mine had the album We listened to it We had seen that it was Nine Guys And we were just like, wow, like that's
1: That seems excessive <laughs> Pretty
0: intense, man I was like, yeah. how the fuck do you have Nine Guys And then, well, and that was the thing Like even that Kairos band, I guess, had like fucking seven guys or some shit like that like i mean you know they had a dj with actual fucking turntable setup so it's like all Right. right you know i i get it but especially at the time i remember really liking it when i heard it i was kind of into that you know new metal alt metal whatever you want to call it even to some degree like well i mean i was way into like the rap metal type stuff right that was most of my favorite stuff from that era I mean, because I'm a rap fan. But yeah, I remember listening to it and I just thinking, like, wow, like, I mean, this is like pretty fresh. You know, I never yeah. heard anything like it. And lots of energy, like massive amounts of energy. You could just like feel it oozing. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And I mean, there was some creepiness to it too that I liked. They had a, uh, what do you call it? Like, the, they had the some of the background noise and like the, some of the interlude stuff and some of the, well, and then obviously the imagery. You know, with the with the masks and whatnot, like
1: there was had, an atmosphere. Absolutely. They had kind
0: of like this horror movie, creepy uh, kind of vibe to it that I thought was pretty interesting. I always thought they were a very interesting band. Uh, what about you? What was your first? I'm, I'm sure it's probably an Ozfest, but whatever. Yeah, no, it is. I've said
1: <laughs> this a million times, I'm sure, before, but I'm gonna say it again, especially with the context in which we're putting it today. Remember finally being all I've been hearing about Ozfest forever. This is the summer I'm going to go and I'm 14. It's 1999. I'm doing a lot of reflecting on stuff from the last 20 years interestingly. But that was a big year for me. That was the first year I started going to shows. That's when I started playing guitar. That's when I first started really really getting into things, you know, and being in bands and stuff. Um and this was a big part of it. Ozfest 20 No, 90, 1999, yeah. Uh, it was the same weekend as Woodstock 99, so uh, Godsmack actually got flown in to rejoin the tour from Woodstock 99. But I remember leading up to it seeing, okay, who's playing? And then you got all these, you know, Black Sabbath, obviously. Rob Zombie, fresh off of the first show I ever saw, the tour of uh, Rock is Dead with Korn and Video Drum. Ew. Yeah. Who else, man? Deftones, Slayer, Primus, everybody getting all up in arms about Slayer going on right before Primus, or vice versa, Primus going on right before Slayer. That happened already 20 years ago. That's how I first experienced both of them. You keep going, and then all of a sudden, at the very bottom of the list, very bottom, it's this new band called Slipknot. Don't have an album out yet, but it's going to be out soon, and I see a picture of these guys, and I'm just like, whoa. There's nine of them. They're wearing freaky masks and they're all wearing matching jumpsuits. And all the pictures are all, you know, weird color, fucking all the grain. And all. They, they had a very established aesthetic. And so the first time I got to experience them was, you know, this being my second show ever. Oh, it starts at 9. We got to get there at 9 to see the whole thing. And my dad's <laughs> taking me and all my, my shitty friends up there. How much they, was the ticket? Back then? I just had the stub the other day. It was, dude, if you look compared to now... How much was the ticket? Do you remember? Uh, no, but like we got the cheap ones too, because we, we'd never been there before. We got the cheap lawn tickets up in the um, whatever Thanks it's called me, now. If that
0: ticket's expensive, I want to see every fucking band.
1: No, <laughs> but I, like, like I, you know, this was new and exciting to me. Like, like you know, before that it was Corn Rub Zombie and Video Drum, three bands. So the first band I ever saw live, by the way, was Video Drum. Wow, and that was a three-band bill at the uh, again. Such a the the chest name
0: vagina fucking movie with yeah. James Woods. Yeah,
1: nice. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, it's the video. The movie's much better than the band. But uh, so I go from that three-band bill to this all-day festival thing. So you know, so you're going from one to another, very different experience. So I want to see it all. I don't know what I'm in for. You know, this is a whole new experience. So it's morning. It's 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 earlier right now or it's earlier that day than we're doing this right now it's 10:18 right now in the morning and it's you know the sun's just creeping out everybody's like starting to fill in it's already dusty and shitty you you'd be miserable dude with the with the hay fever and whatnot but it's new and exciting to me and we go to the side stage which is located to the uh the right of the big whatever they call it now the the amphitheater in devore san Bernardino, largest outdoor amphitheater in the country And so they got the side stage set up, and that fucking Slipknot band's on, and there's nine dudes going nuts, playing to a smattering of people, and I'm blown away by the energy and just, like, the idea that they're able to contain all that on this little side stage thing. Uh, And this is, like, Slipknot when they're first starting out, so all they have is, like, a people equal shit banner that's very, like, make it here at Kinko's. Uh, they have a very primitive version of the uh, the clown setup on the uh, high. What do they call it? That like the hydraulics, where he's like going up and down yeah. with it and stuff. And <clears throat> other than that, everybody's on the same level. It's it's exactly what you see in the wait and bleed video. It's exactly what you see in all that footage from back in the day, because that's when they filmed all that. But it was it was awesome, and they were the first band of like however many, maybe 20, you know. And to go back 15 years later, whatever. And see that they're headlining their own two-day festival there, at the top, is mind-blowing. You know what I mean? I always thought these guys were going to be something, but to see how big they actually became, you know, number one album in the world, awesome. That's it's it's truly awesome to see how far they've come since 20 years ago when that first you know, I think the album came out by then. But I remember when Ozfest started, it, it wasn't out yet.
0: I used to wonder how they got so big being as heavy as they were yeah then after listening to a lot of this newer stuff i figured it out but do you still like are you a big slipknot fan
1: i mean obviously there's plenty of people that are more passionate about it than me and there's plenty of bands that i've discovered since that i like a lot more but i still love them you know the way that i do you know, that first album when you hear it, and, and, you know, I'm young, impressionable, 14-year-old, I'm still listening to Limp Bizkit and Corn, and, you know, all the stuff that's going on around that time because that's the wave, you know. That's that's your hair metal, right? Or my hair metal, it's, I should say. Yeah,
0: that's your hair metal for yeah, sure.
1: Um, but, like, they did it with such more intensity and they brought so much more to the table. And, and that album, front to back, is, is just bangers. And we'll get into that more. And then, you know, two years after that, you got Iowa... And that's that's the big, oh, dude, the second Slipknot, they're even meaner and heavier. And then three years later, it's volume three, and, and we can get into a little of that more. But by the time I got to uh, All Hope Is Gone, I was just kind of, you know, they'd been gone for four years at that point, and then so much had happened between then and th- those two albums, right? And I'm sitting there going, okay, that's another Slipknot album. And then, they you know, they have the tragedy, and then they come back with... the gray chapter named after paul gray their befallen bass player and like it's like okay they got another album i didn't want to number one get on them they're playing shows again okay and then that kind of leads us to now with uh we are not your kind and that's what we're kind of getting into today is the trajectory
0: i'd never heard all hope is gone until last year
1: really yeah Hmm. never really cared so i'm saying they were cool but By the time you get to that era you know they
0: were were cool i just they were never anything to me that was i thought was for that would stick with me for a long time i mean maybe at one point i thought they would Mm -hmm. but i mean obviously you know tastes change or times change and you know some sounds just don't sound as good like going back and listening through some of the Newer albums for this episode I figured something out, dude I don't fucking like Slipknot Interesting I do not like this band, dude Like, there's Okay, we're not gonna fuck I'm not gonna sit here and bash fucking Slipknot For an hour and a half either So I'm just gonna get it out of the way right now Like, all the fucking stuff I don't like One, get rid of fucking Clown and the other dude The other fucking drummer That (laughs) shit just is fucking annoying You know what is annoying about it? It makes the drums sound sloppy I can see that dude, yeah, Especially yeah, yeah. on the first two albums, dude, it sounds sloppy Now, here's the other problem The first two albums, good energy Probably some of the I mean, well, no Some of the more creative stuff they've done Good energy But Ross Robinson's fucking production Is shit dude, yeah. for, for this band Because it works really good for like Soulfly It works really good for uh, Korn it, it does not work for this fucking band. And the reason why is because the guitars, even though they're playing some of the gnarliest riffs on those first two albums, dude, those
1: guitars sound like shit. It was very of the time. It, that, that's in that to further... You no, know,
0: dude, because Soulfly fucking... Their guitars don't sound like that, dude. These guitars sound like ass, dude. They're fucking terrible. And I don't know if it's just like... If that's all Ross Robinson, or maybe it's these guys, or maybe they thought they had to make it sound like that so they could get everything to cut through. Which, again, if you have to make your guitars in a guitar-driven... Well, okay. They're, I don't consider them a guitar-driven band. They are a drum-driven band. Most definitely. But... When you're in metal and your fucking guitars sound this fucking bad because you have to fucking let everything else come through, all this shit that's just like, it's not the meat of the fucking song. I'm talking samples and fucking uh, the the DJ stuff, which we'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. But like, if you have to sacrifice that, just like Jordison has to sacrifice drumming, drum tightness to accommodate these fucking two other dudes, like... Dude, fuck that. Strip your fucking band down. But here's the other thing. None of that matters. They're huge right now. Mm-hmm. Okay? So don't mind me. I'm just telling you what I don't like about the band. Another thing I don't fucking really like about the band, dude, is like they have like these really cool like riff parts. Uh, they have some pretty cool drum parts, too. I mean, I know everybody gets on Joey Jordison a little bit. And, yeah, he's not the perfect fucking drummer. I, I'm not saying he's even a I mean he's a fucking fine drummer dude You could probably do worse Than Joey Jordison but, but again I think I wonder how much of a bad rap he gets Because some of that shit is the Toms It sounds sloppy It sounds small His drum kit on the first album It's like uh, the only one I can think of right off hand Is New American Gospel like, the original version. Oh, yeah.
1: I that love that one. That drum kit
0: sounds like Chris Adler's playing on a Kmart fucking yeah. drum kit that's, like, fucking... Like, those kid sets?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, right? it that sounds comes down tiny. To the, yeah, it comes down to Steve Austin's production, man. Like, like they... You know, Steve Austin... And that's the thing. I love his production. I love that it sounds that way. I love that it sounds thin and it doesn't even but sound he like a But didn't he do the Priest? Yeah, but and that Burn got The Priest drums don't sound like that. That like, got remastered. Have you ever heard the original? Oh, yeah, i heard it? the original yeah, one. Yeah, I, yeah. Thought it
0: sounded, I thought the drums sounded better than on New American Gospel. Yeah. But the, the drum, they just sound like it's just this tiny little fucking kit. Yeah. And that's what Joey Jordison's, not as tiny, but that's what it reminds me of. And a lot of it's because those fills. And a lot of it, that's not him. It's the fucking Toms. Yeah. If you listen to him, it's not, it's not right yeah so they're not getting bigger it's just it's one fucking tom mm. it's just it's fucking annoying as fuck dude like now i will see this the bass cuts through yes you can hear paul gray a lot of that is because they have you know they they do they have this weird sound on the fucking guitars and shit and i'm not talking about any of the effect stuff i'm just talking to straight up The gain on the guitars, the distortion on the cars, it just sounds like fucking ass, dude. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But that's the bulk of what I don't like about the band. Here's here's what I do like about the band. Their fucking energy. They have punk energy to them. They Mm -hmm. have hardcore energy to them. They have that kind of energy. Soulfly, they have that kind of energy where it makes up for a lot. It makes up for a shittier sound. you know. It makes up for too much going on. It makes up for parts that, you know, there's some songs on here and I'm sure we'll get to because I'm sure one of them's on your list. But there's songs that they have where they're fucking barely doing anything. Yeah. It's like Jesus Christ, dude. There's yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. There's a cool lyric line and some fucking drums and maybe a cool riff in the middle of the song. It's, there's nothing to it. Yeah. How does that work? Because of energy, dude. Yeah, exactly. Because your energy is awesome. It's the same way punk can make fucking, you know, what's the fucking saying, like three
1: chords or whatever. Three chords and the truth. Yeah, three chords and the truth.
0: That's what makes that work is their energy and somehow they... Okay, that's what Ross Robinson is really good at.
1: Well, you got the stories also, you know, the thing about, like, he couldn't, like, he didn't think they were pissed enough. So he would, like, throw potted pe- plants at them while they were recording to, like, make them more pissed and, like, kind of get more of a spontaneous. You can't do that shit now, by the way. But, like, like you know, back in the day when Ross Robinson ruled the
0: roost. It's another thing I don't like. The fucking shit where Ross Robinson has someone in the corner just... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm
0: not even fucking mad and I can fucking do that. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. I don't care that it's emotional, and I don't care what that singer's going through at that exact moment that makes him make that fucking sound. Mm-hmm. That sound sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. It's not entertaining at all, but that's just for me. Obviously, a lot of people like it. Mm-hmm. Here's why it fuck it. Here's another thing that made it work. They built a fucking culture... Around their fucking band. Mm -hmm. They have the maggots. So they gave their fucking fans a fucking name. Which lets fans rally. They had the look, dude. They fucking they had the marketing shit down. Oh yeah. Like they had the look. Even you said like the fucking Kinko the shitty Kinko's banner, people equal shit. Most people think people equal shit. Mm Mm-hmm that was before they even had the song out too. ask literally anybody in a metro area dude like they'll be like i fucking hate people Mm -hmm. it's because there's a lot of people around so they're smart in doing a lot of that stuff they tapped into a people's anger they tapped into people's uh wants to band together and some of the songs that they have i mean they're really like rally cries dude like it's not just a song it's almost like a I guess I already just said it. It's like a rally. It's because it, it's not like a protest. Yeah, it, but, but it's like a, it's like a fucking something to rally around, and they tap into all of that so fucking well. And then again, like with the masks, like the masks were fucking awesome. They're so fucking cool to look at. When oh, I saw them in Salt Lake City, at, at uh, it was called clubs Club Bricks at the time. I think it's called in the venue now. Dude, it was a fucking stage, relatively small stage. I mean, it's probably the size of Brick by
1: Brick in San Diego.
0: So this was uh first album? No, it's it's it off th- third album. No shit. Yeah.
1: Oh, because that's what they were doing. They played Soma like, on that it, first one, on that one, They played one too. in
0: this place, and I couldn't fuck... I, wh- so I'd been there before. I saw the Headbangers Ball Tour in there with uh, uh Shadows Fall, Killswitch Engage, and Lamb of God. So I... I would. I mean, when I heard Slipknot was playing there with fucking Fear Factory and Chimera, I was like, dude, I have to see. Like, if there was ever a place to see Slipknot, oh, yeah. that's the place. Because I want to see what nine dudes on a stage that size looks like. Yeah. And it was a lot of up and down. Did they
1: have another uh, opener? No or? hydraulic
0: shit? Nothing. It was all up and down. No opener. Chimera was the first one to play.
1: No shit. They had uh mower play here. But that it was the Jaeger-Meister thing because it was the Jaeger-Meister tour.
0: Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I
1: I just remember well, man,
0: they might have had a local opener. I don't remember it though. Like I remember uh, Chimera playing the Fear Factory. Mm-hmm. And that was Chimera actually that might have uh, been the other way around. Now I think about it.
1: No, what? What? Well, maybe on that it day it might but, have
0: been the other way around for us. But yeah, they did the whole thing where you know had everybody sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know all that sort of thing. So it was incredible, dude. I was like, holy shit, they have this look that makes their live show amazing, and literally any photo shoot. Mm -hmm. The fucking jumpsuits was a really cool fucking thing at the time. To some degree, I think it still works now. But it's, you know, they're showing unity, like, big time. So, I think the other thing that made them huge is the same thing that made a lot of people not like them anymore. Stone Sour. So... Anybody fucking You know and I used to say it too Stone Sour fucking bled into Fucking Slipknot whatever And I don't want to get into Stone Sour on this episode But just in this regard It's not that Stone Sour didn't bleed into Slipknot dude Corey just became a better singer mm-hmm. There's just as much singing oh. On the first two First three albums mm-hmm. It's just he just wasn't As good of a singer He wasn't a He wasn't a radio Slash commercial type Singer at the time Or maybe he wasn't He wasn't doing it But at some point, man, this dude just got better. Mm. Like he's fucking incredible. Oh yeah. Some of those singing shits on I don't know, Before I Forget or or Fucking Duality or Uh like Vermilion. Whatever yeah. part eighteen, whatever. Mm-hmm. Some of that stuff's really, really good singing on there, dude. And a lot of what people hear when they hear that is they hear Stone Sour. Not because I don't think Stone Sour bled into it. I think Stone Sour got so big, you know, I think it got bigger than maybe they planned on it being. Yeah. And it just kind of like, you know, if you have, I mean, I wasn't listening to the radio at the time, but if you have a Stone Sour song play on the radio and three songs later a Slipknot song plays on the radio, doing something right, especially if it's a Slipknot radio song, there's not a lot of difference, especially with the way he sings. And it's like, oh, okay. To me, that's what really helped this band get huge was the fact that, like, well, okay, it's kind of strange to me that Stone Sour, even from the get go, was a way more commercially accessible band.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, they got that way even more so intentionally, like now on purpose.
0: I know they had Wait and Bleed on the first album, mm-hmm. they had Left Behind on the second album, they had stuff like Circle and fucking Vermilion. I, know, I think there's another one on the third album. Duality. Was it Duality? Yeah.
1: It's the, I remember that that blew up huge with the video and the Yeah, but is, house it, th-
0: is it a fucking radio song? Or is it just oh, yeah, a fucking slip-down song that got big?
1: That, that, that was on the radio all that time Well, summer. no, like,
0: but if it wasn't on the radio, would you listen to that song and go, this is a radio song?
1: Was uh, it written like a radio song?
0: Because Wait and Bleed and fucking Left Behind are. Right. They they could have never been on the radio. You listen to those albums, those those songs stick That's out. The single, yeah. Because they're like, oh shit, this is clearly the fucking single. Yeah. I don't know if duality is like that, but I do know Vermilion, whatever, uh is like that. And and Circle, mm-hmm. which I don't think I don't remember if it was on the radio or I'm not, doesn't matter. Now, after that, dude, there's a lot of fucking radio written yeah. stuff. Yep. And to me it's like Why would you do that if you already have Stone Sour? Mm -hmm. And the thing that says that to me is, at some point, the rest of the band has to be cool with it. Yeah, They're the ones that have to play it. Maybe they wanted some fucking love, too. Maybe they figured out, just because Stone Sour's huge, doesn't mean Slipknot will get huge. If Stone Sour got to the point where it's getting fucking bigger than your main band, you might want to start focusing on getting your main band bigger. And as much as I hate to fucking say it, dude, there's only one way that happens, dude, and it sucks. That's one thing about music and the music business that really fucking sucks, dude, is if you want to fucking get played on the radio, you have to change your sound. They, they just won't fucking play certain things. Mm-hmm. They're just not going to do it. No matter how catchy you are, Like they're just not going to fucking do it. And it fucking blows ass. Look at a band like Soilwork should be getting played on the radio all fucking day. They've got plenty of pretty songs, mm-hmm. plenty of singles, but they don't do a certain thing, and that's just how fucking shit goes. And Slipknot adapted with it and became that. And even though they do have a lot of fucking singles on some of those new al- newer albums, man, they still have a lot of fucking heavy songs on those new albums. Yeah. They just have more singles than they used to. Absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, yeah, you probably need more than if you're gonna get if you're gonna get slipknot big dude, you need to have more than just wait and bleed on your album. Right. You need to have more than just track four. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a couple, at least, I don't know, two or three or something like that. Like, and they've they're really good about doing that. That's something I thought was pretty incredible about the band. It's definitely I know that's what a lot of people don't like about the band. That's something that I actually do like about the band, is that they are smart. Because they are fucking huge, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, they have their own fucking, like, not, I mean, there's a couple other bands that have their own festival, but they're huge, too. hmm Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like Slipknot, as a heavy band, you know, is on the same level as some of these other bands that are, that are doing these huge tours, or having their own fucking festival, or... Getting you know all this radio play and stuff, and it's like, dude, they're right there with them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, they have to change a few songs. But Jesus, dude, listen to some of those other songs, and I'll mention a few of them. Yeah. They're fucking pretty goddamn heavy. Oh, yeah. And yes, they're singing on it. And guess what? They're singing on almost all of their first album also.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Almost every song. Like, there's very few fucking songs where
1: it's just screaming all the way through. Even it. the really, really heavy ones have a little bit of well, it. Well,
0: dude, even if he's just doing the fucking... I'm gonna
1: talk like this. And yeah. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. make it super
0: dramatic. Like, yeah. e- okay, that's not screaming, dude. So that's some. T- you're doing something different. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that shit on there, too. A lot of whispering. Yeah. Which, you know what? How do you feel about whispering on songs? I don't mind it, really. I don't mind it either, but like, like, We'll get into
1: we'll get into well
0: no because okay, we the debate and right destroying guys fucking hate it
1: and I just I was trying to think how I feel about it. I think it's because we might have come up around that time when that was a thing because it was it's that corn okay, influence. Good point. It's, the, it's the it's the it's the that was the thing, man. Because like they set straight up, said one you know their biggest influences at the time. You know, where we're what was going on with corn and Limp Bizkit? They just put a lot more around it, and like so, there's there's certain things, and we're talking about the Ross Robinson production and whatnot, and hit the input on that. But just like thinking about like the time, you know, I, I talk about it. And we'll get into it on another time when we're talking about corn. But like that seeped a little into what was going on with Slipknot because they were coming out of that. And granted, they helped transition a lot of stuff away from that, even you know further with more records down the line. Oh yeah. But, there was little bits like the like you talking about like the weird make weird noises in the corner like you're not crying like these were not criers. that's the big difference it was like there's a lot of contrast to be made between corn and slipknot um, no but it's
0: almost like the fucking guy that's just like drunk at the keg and mm. he's like so fucking pissed off that he's yeah, gonna go fight somebody and he's just uh, <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. it's that shit
1: and but like also like some of the weird voices that that they that are made on there are kind of jonathan davis ish like like yeah for sure you know there's you little hear, isms. You, yeah
0: you can hear a lot of the new well of course how could it not i mean mm-hmm. new metal was huge mm-hmm. at the time yeah you know so can we get into Corey taylor real quick yeah by all means, he's fucking awesome. Absolutely, dude. He can fucking. I mean, I'll tell you right now, dude. His his fucking raps on fucking like spit it out. Yeah. What's the other one? No life. Was it no life for? There, there's, there's, there's a lot kind of, of like rapping on new life. Yeah, and he's um, fucking really good, dude. That's yeah, a lot, a lot of people good. forget. Um, and also a lot of his fucking stuff when like, um, some of his delivery, even when he's not clean vocal, he's a little more aggressive. Mm-hmm. A lot of his delivery is rap. Uh, what do you call it? Like the cadence. Yeah, it's it's. Very similar to a rap-style cadence. He's excellent at it. His screams, like his high, like the like I said, the cougar screams, yeah, awesome. Dude. His low screams, awesome. Mm-hmm. His fucking singing, dude, is so fucking good. I caught myself listening to Before I Forget. Mm-hmm. I caught myself listening to fucking Vermilion. I caught myself listening to a lot of those radio fucking jams, dude, because the fucking dude sings so good, dude.
1: You know his whole thing is uh, two years from now he's gonna really push a solo album and whatnot. I can't wait for that but shit. I hope dude. he does,
0: dude. He's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Like and I've heard interviews with him and I've seen I've read interviews with him. He's a really cool fucking... he's oh he seems like a really cool dude. Yeah. And He's fucking incredible, dude, for, for going from this dude in a crash test dummy fucking mask with, with glued on dreads mm-hmm. to one of the, if not the top metal voice. Fuck, dude. He's like, versatile. It's, it's as fuck. crazy. Like, yeah. the dude could do anything. Yeah. You know, like, pretty much any style you want. I, I, I could see him, you know, uh, doing vocals for everything from, you know, Dying Fetus to Gojira. Mm hmm. To even like Nickelback or fucking uh, Ghost or, or even fucking uh, some of those uh, those like acoustic artists you see like on Spotify. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know he uh, he did stuff with Steel Panther. He, he's all over the map And that's that's the thing dude As much as I love Slipknot And as much as I like The Stone Sour stuff That I do I There's so many other things That I'm just like Dude could you imagine If he did this And this song That's why I'm excited Because I was like He's so much more Than both those things Those are just things He does now I love watching The covers of him Or uh, the videos of him On YouTube Joining other bands For covers Or just him doing Acoustic stuff I like the ones
0: stuff. where It's like him and Doing the acoustic stuff And he Alice had like Chains like a,
1: dude Yeah he's Fuck he's really Fucking awesome yeah. dude Like Think about He almost was gonna be the new vocalist for anthrax before they put the uh, roadrunner put the kibosh on that oh wow yeah he was almost going to be the vocalist for velvet revolver which would have made me actually maybe like them for once like dude he's in demand because he's like one of the best he's recognized as having the second most he's tied for having the the second most range in popular music alongside devin townsend number one being mike Patton, of course you know he's he's very magnetic personality wise He's very likable. He knows how to command a crowd. He's a charming motherfucker, dude. I watched him uh, be interviewed by Larry King the other night and just like the banter they had back and forth. Like, he's a personable dude. you ever listen to or read any of his books or listen to any of the uh, audio tapes or anything? No, I didn't even know he wrote books, He's man. on like, like his fourth or fifth now. I want to I check those out one day. He's just a good mouthpiece for that band because he's just like a good dude in general. As much as I love what he does in those two bands, he definitely has a style that he uses for those two bands and to hear him go outside that box and try different things, you're like, oh my gosh, dude. There's so much more that he could do and I'd love to see that potential tapped." you know what I mean? Oh yeah, man. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do Having we... said that real quick, do you have a favorite member of Slipknot? No. Okay. As much as I love Corey <laughs> and he would be like a legit answer, like I fucking love Craig, dude. Like I love the fact that he doesn't say anything and he just sits there all fucking stoically except for when they're playing and then he banging his fucking head you're not really sure what he's doing because you can't really see anything past his head you don't know if he's even playing or if he's just pushing a button or whatever because he's the sample guy and i didn't like to your point i didn't really know what it was he did uh and then i watched a video that broke down you know as you said the the role between him and sid diminished throughout latter albums more and more so each one but like all the stuff that he did for that first album sample wise and just how much he actually contributed to the atmosphere and all the stuff going on in the background. I just assumed a lot of that was Sid. Oh, no, I kind of
0: figured that was Craig. I had no but idea. I've got experience with that sort of stuff, too, so... I kind of figured a lot of that was fucking Craig, and mm-hmm. just the actual scratches and whatnot was Sid.
1: Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I mostly, mostly because mostly because
0: it it wouldn't make sense if it was all being handled by Sid. That's what confused me about what the fuck the DJ in Deftones does because he does a lot of those same things Craig does in this band.
1: Yeah, well, well he does
0: it as a DJ guy, yeah. and so and yeah, you could do it. You could do it with as just a straight up DJ. You could mm-hmm. totally do that. But they don't. They have two separate dudes. So yeah. I was like, okay, like obviously, okay, fine. This guy's probably handling this. This guy's doing just this. All right, I get it. Mm-hmm. I just figured like the newer stuff, like maybe they do, maybe they contribute. Uh, I'm not saying they don't contribute. I mean, but they're not as they're not as featured. But maybe they are live or something. You know, they awesome. can kind of fuck with fuck with some things. Like you, you have a little more leeway live. Where maybe on the album you want a little bit cleaner. Because I also noticed that there's less fucking spastic toms on there.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, At least
0: on All Hope is Gone. Like, there's way less of those fucking toms. And I'm just like, thank you. Yeah. Which sucks because, to me, I don't like the material as much. But Mm -hmm. the sound is a thousand times better.
1: See, that's interesting. Real quick, I do like the Ross Robinson production because I like how sloppy it sounds and, like, Contrasting what I was all about that summer with Fear Factory, where everything sounds super precise, and I love these both, but like everything's mechanical on purpose because it's that cybernetic theme or whatever. I like the idea of that like super loose, tinny, for lack of better definition, just everything, just you know. I don't know. I don't know like if I'm it muddied. if you're playing
0: shit like this. Yeah. Well, it's too I, fast yeah. to be doing. It's it's it, the faster you're playing. You know, And the looser it gets, it just sounds like shit to me. It sounds like you don't know what you're doing. I love that about and it. And I know that they know what they're doing. Yeah, but, but I love that about it. sounds like they it. don't know what they're doing. It sounds like fucking, to me, all I can think of is like fucking, you know, some fucking eight-year-old that just learned how to fucking play master puppets. You got to listen to them fucking butcher it for fucking ever. <laughs> like, that's what it reminds me of. It sounds like fucking shit. It sounds like they don't know what they're doing. It sounds like fucking amateurs, and I fucking don't like that. Like, if it's something like, I hate God... Fine, no mm. biggie. If it's something my like soul fly, where it's like you know, single string and like more like hardcore style music, mm. yeah, totally works. If it was punk style music, totally works. For some of the stuff that they're playing, Gosh, and some God. of it, it works. But there's some of it, man. Like I'm just like Jesus fucking Christ. For fuck's sakes, at least on this part, tell everybody else shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to care about your cool little fucking chunky Where you really tighten it up I'm not going to fucking care if, the fucking... if there's a bunch of yep.
1: Yep. Yep. It's like fuck dude Yeah. Let the drummer do his fucking job I, It's funny you say that too Because that, that is something that definitely Set that apart from all those other guys That recorded with him at the time as they are way faster Whereas everybody else And not that they don't have Their groove moments But like they You know A lot of other Well hey Fast is a groove
0: too dude Like People think groove Is fucking slow You're wrong There's fast grooves too But The thing The thing That bothers me more so Than even that sloppiness Is that fucking guitar sound dude Mm. God it sounds like Fucking shit dude I cranked it up In my fucking car dude And I couldn't even We talked about this Before last year And you asked me To listen to fucking Volume 3 To see if the fucking Guitar sounded that bad On that one Dude, like they fucking do not sound good until all hope is
1: gone. See, and that's where the production. I'm like, Meh, because that it does lose a lot of the eccentric, er, eccentricity for me. It just sounds, it sounds like tame Slipknot to me. It's the same dude that produced Metallica, who was the engineer for R- Rick Rubin on Volume Three and uh, Death Magnetic. So there's where that correlation comes in. Then I understand like it's working for them, obviously, because those are some of their biggest songs and whatnot, and it's a lot more easy for people to get into them. But like that's where I think that's why I think I have a problem getting into those last three albums as much, just because I feel like it is a little less raw to me, and a lot of people seem to like it the other way. So good on them. I'm just talking about the guitars. The guitars sound a
0: thousand times better. Hmm. I couldn't care less what the rest of it sound like. I whatever. I don't like the fucking. Okay, fine. Even on the newer stuff, because they back off on those fucking Toms, on the majority of the stuff, because they're still there. But they found a better way to mix it. They found a better way to put them in. They're not just... I mean, oh. I hate to fucking say it, but they fucking matured a little bit and fucking said, like, hey, you know what? We don't have to do this. We don't have to back every single thing that the fucking drummer does. Right. You like Jesus Christ, dude, you are not the drummer. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to say it, I know fucking Sean fucking contributes in many other ways. And he would fucking he's I've heard plenty of interviews with him. He's an awesome. Fucking dude too. Mm-hmm. But like and I don't even know the other fucking dude. But well, that's for later. But the thing is, like they at the same time, it's like at some point, man, you need to fucking know that it's like you're not the main fucking drums. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, you know, I'm sure he did know that. But no one fucking bothered to fucking, you know, apparently Ross didn't bother him to say, hey, man, maybe not on this part. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's again, that is Ross's job. That's not Clown's fucking job. Clown's going to be like, fuck, I mean, everybody comes in with a thousand fucking riffs and all these different parts and fucking, oh, I got this drum beat. Mm-hmm. It's the producer's job to help rein all that fucking in yeah. and still get energy out of it. And he didn't. Yeah. And maybe he thought it fucking sounded like it was awesome. I really didn't like it much back in the day other than there there was there, it was spectacle. You know, and it's like, OK, fine. It was spectacle that I fucking didn't like because I don't like the way it fucking sounds because it sounds like shit to me. It sounds sloppy as fuck. And there's one fucking thing of anything... In any type of music, I don't give a fuck if it's country, and I hate it. I don't care if it's gospel, and I hate it. I don't fucking care if it's goddamn death metal, and I fucking love it. To me, the absolute most important part of any fucking song, dude, is those fucking drums. If your drummer fucking sucks, or your drum sounds like shit, I will not listen to it. Mm -hmm. And I will not like it. And that's why I never listen to New American Gospel, that's why I fucking just figured out. I mean, I haven't listened to Slipknot in fucking forever. I rarely fucking listen to Slipknot, and listening to it back for this episode, it just reinforced like, wow. I mean, it came to more to light now than back, you know, in the day when I was like more into them. But some of that's because I'm not that into them anymore. That's the thing. Like, I listened to some of those new things that I hadn't heard. And it's crazy. It's like the old shit didn't even really give me – there wasn't even enough, enough nostalgia to really like save it for me. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's what a lot of – there's a lot of stuff that people listen to that I guarantee you if that shit came out right now at a different point in their life, they might not – they probably won't like it because they don't like anything like that anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're listening to that and you quote-unquote like it or quote-unquote love it because of nostalgia. You know, and that's fine too.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of people that insist that the uh, first three Spider-Man movies are the best directed by Sam Raimi right. and that's all nostalgia. It's
0: like, wow, dude, okay. There's dude, don't even get me started on the Crow oh uh, yeah yeah but sad but true you know what i have my movies i have my music that i fucking dig dude like hair metal stuff man i don't listen to fucking hair metal shit now mm-hmm. if a you know band that came out now fuck no dude like i listen to that shit because it reminds me of when i was a fucking kid oh yeah
1: i rediscovered all my old lump Bizkit cds and i was like oh that's nate probably not gonna get back into you know, that, that that's, anytime that's that's that's
0: the thing. It's it's solely just like the I don't know the the fucking sound on some of that stuff. And I mean some of the stuff they're playing from back then like isn't that great. But
1: like I said, the energy's there, so it makes up for a lot. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is funny to think that you mentioned all the other stuff. Well, what are those guys going to do while other people are doing their things? I remember Sid does run around a lot on the stage when he's not doing his DJ stuff. Clown and used to be Chris Fenn. Now it's the aptly named Tortilla Face guy. They're both kind of running around doing their thing in between their their percussion. Uh, again, Craig just sits back there and headbangs the whole time, and I love that. Well, I'm not saying anything about their live show. Their live show's fucking awesome.
0: Oh, yeah. I even like that DVD they put out. Uh, uh, disaster Pieces? Disaster Pieces, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a fucking awesome DVD, Absolutely. man. It was fucking great. Their live... Again, like I said, the look of those this band is awesome, dude. But their borderline getting to the point for me have you seen that meme it's like how it's advertised how it sounds or whatever i know a lot of people have been doing it for that band ghost because they have all not. the makeup and it makes them look all evil i know but yeah like and how then they sound it's that, like yeah. a fucking unicorn or some shit i don't yeah, know no, it's that, a fucking, yeah. it was a pretty popular popular meme a little, little while that. ago <laughs> they're getting to the point though or at least were i don't know because the new album i haven't listened to it a whole lot i've listened to it about twice but for a while they're that meme was for me how I felt about Slipknot. They looked a lot more menacing than what they sounded like. Right. You know, and yeah that's because they had a lot of radio stuff that was in the process of getting huge. Mm-hmm. But it seems like that new album there's not as much stuff like that dude. Yeah from the little like new al- the, From what I heard I'm like what are they getting to release to the radio? That Nero Fort, Forte Everybody keeps
1: talking about that, uh, one. I that, don't that even song, one That was a pretty good song dude is. Like I
0: actually I put that in my thing And also Birth of
1: the Cruel Yeah Oh I see that's one of the singles That got released Or is about is to it? be Something Because that's one of the
0: heavier Fucking songs I thought like, Yeah But well, they're probably one band That could actually be Played on the radio They might be the only heavy band, Like really heavy band yeah. That really gets allowed To be played on the radio Absolutely Unless they made like a radio mix Where they like you know, toned down on some of the screaming or yeah. whatever. But they've had songs on the radio before that have like little blast beat parts and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like they're the only band that gets to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I the, think maybe All That Remains had one single like that. Yeah. But.
1: They got to be the only band to ever have multiple number one albums that ever have blast beats, dude. Just think about like what they achieved oh, yeah. on a mainstream level, like as far as infiltrating and bringing in extreme music. You know what I mean? I It's always that thing. Remember, okay, so when they got like really, really popular from Iowa on, there was that period where it was, like, really cool to hate on them just because they weren't black metal, they weren't death metal, They, you know, they, they wore the costumes, whatever, like, all these really just kind of shitty, elitist, fucking hollow reasons. Like, yeah, they're not the greatest band in the world, they're not the most extreme band in the world, but they're heavier than a vast majority of what you would hear out there, you know? And yeah, that, but
0: people are allowed to hate what they want. Absolutely. For whatever reason they want. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I didn't like it either. I just don't I mean, even at the time I fucking commented a lot I mean, I remember getting into it Over fucking Paul Gray's death And everybody fucking saying like Oh my god And I was like, Jesus Christ Dude, I've never heard any of you Fucking talk about the bass player From fucking Slipknot Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden The guy's dead and he matters to you Shut up Yeah Okay Now? Yeah I was being a dick You know, so Now I wouldn't fucking say I wouldn't make a post about it Just like the new Slipknot album came out I couldn't fucking care less If a new Slipknot album came out but you know what? I didn't feel the need to make a post saying I don't. I couldn't care less about the new Slipknot yeah. album coming out. Yeah, I don't need to tell everybody I don't care about an album or I don't like a band or I don't like this or I don't like that. Mm. You know, and that's just that's just me because I am the the minority. Yeah, because most people do want to put that stuff out there so they can engage in a conversation about it. And that's that's great man. Like and sometimes I'm down to do that. Other times man, I'm just fucking I don't fucking care. Like it's just like whatever. So it's weird though, because when you say like it was cool to fucking hate on him, that's when almost everybody I knew started to really love him. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. Like, there's, it's I an interesting.
1: Hear, in- for, I didn't hear yeah. a whole
0: lot of hate for Slipknot dude, back then. Like, well, no. I mean,
1: in those early years, I, but that was just how people were back then too. Now, you know, with social media and streaming and like just the way things have changed in the last 15 years, nobody really gives a shit who does or doesn't like anything, with very little exception. You know what I mean? Most people that are in the metal now, fucking grew up on Slipknot, so that was their gateway band. They're like, oh yeah, I listened to. Well, you can listen to anything you want. Yeah. But you, you know what I mean like it wasn't
0: trapped anymore It
1: was transitioning from one mentality to another in the you know early to mid 2000s um, and there's still people like that but you know there's still people like that with everything on that level across the board for any band you know everything's just kind of whatever now it's just like there's no one dominant real genre of subgenre of metal within metal anymore like there was for a long time. It's just a lot of bands doing what they do with their own identity and I really like that It's just different than how it was.
0: Yeah, because now no one's trapped.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: That's the that's the whole thing, dude. Like, as much as fucking everybody, you know, people in bands saying, like, oh, you know, fuck the guy from Spotify. We're not getting paid as much and fucking blah, blah, blah. I get it, man. Start selling merch, dude, because mm-hmm. that's money to you and only you. But, mm-hmm. like, figure out a way to make money, dude. YouTube, all that fucking shit. Because, dude, the guy from Spotify... Helped your band more than you could even possibly know. Because I tell you right now, most of these bands that complain about that shit, you're not going to be making money anyway. Mm -hmm. Because no one would know who you are if we actually still had to be paying $16 for a fucking CD.
1: Mm -hmm. No one has that kind of money. Yeah.
0: So he did you a favor by at least getting people to know who the fuck you even are and let alone care about who you are. Mm -hmm. Should everybody be getting paid? Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. But you know what, man? That's not the fucking... That's not the way it is right now. Somebody fucking dropped the ball, sure. But, like, damn, dude, what's the next best thing? You can still make money. In fact, you could probably make more money now because you do have the exposure and you don't need, you know, this this fucking middleman to get your shit out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, And I hate that word exposure just as much as fucking you do. I, my band was told that shit for fucking years, dude. You know, oh, yeah, you pay here... You buy these much, this many tickets, all that shit. It didn't work back then. It works now. The exposure works now. And I'm not saying that's all you should get. I'm just saying if someone tells you you got the exposure, instead of saying, fuck you, exposure doesn't pay the bills, you know what you should do? Look at them and say, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to make the exposure pay my fucking bills. Mm Mm-hmm. Rant over
1: My bad <laughs> Enlightening <laughs> I'm an idiot um, Joey nah, Jordison nah. Joey Jordison Yeah yeah I think he's great For what he does He's definitely I don't want to say Overrated But he gets a, gets a lot More praise than I think I think he's overrated As fuck Oh, there you go But okay I think he's great think At what dude, he does
0: he's, he's He Aside from Lars Ulrich mm-hmm. He might be the most Polarizing drummer ever He's overrated As fuck by people That fucking like him and he's so hated on by people that fucking hate him It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, he's not that bad but He's not good at all dude. Like he's, he's kind of a shitty drummer Dude, the stuff that I listen to The people, and I'm not talking even the death metal stuff mm-hmm. I'm talking even a dude like And I, I've never known the guy's name But I'm talking like a guy like Isis' drummer
1: Yeah, I don't know his name either
0: Dude, that dude smokes fucking what joy. But, here's the thing He's not that bad, dude Like, fucking Christ, man Like, get over it I oh. don't know what he's doing now It's insane him Or some uh, shit And that and stuff's I, fucking garbage I can't like stand that? it I, I fucking enjoyed hate it.
1: But I enjoy that I listen to it a lot But But I mean I've never
0: fucking Hated Joey Jordison Or, or listened to Now okay I've listened to some stuff That he's done on, on songs And I'm like Fuck I wish he would've done this Or I wish he no. would've done that But The first thing I think of Like I said before Take those Toms away Now what's he doing? Listen to All Hope Is Gone, because that's still him, right? Yep. He's only not on the new one? Uh, the one
1: before that, too. Paul that's, Gray? Jay,
0: uh, or, Jane Weinberg. Is the, so he's not on .5? He's not on point .5, yeah. Okay. So, All Hope Is Gone. When I listened to that fucking... I thought, okay, the drums sound better. There's less toms in the way. I, c- I feel like I can kind of hear what he's playing. Again, when I say he... F- think he sucks that's a little i don't think he sucks i just don't think he's very good
1: <laughs>
0: yes there's a difference there's a difference in my head fuck there's,
1: off no 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 i got you there's I, to me because there's but, a there's a difference between not liking something and disliking something you know what i mean there's right. more action with disliking something but i've it, you know
0: listening there you know yeah there's there's definitely some stuff where i'm just like fuck man I, you know if if there was this but some of the stuff he does do that just really fucking hits the nail on the head is great. Absolutely. It's great and it makes it so much better when you don't have all the shit in the way. You know, I just really think that that did not do him any fucking favors for a lot of people. Because here's the other thing I think if there were still magazines out back, uh, if they were still doing those metal edge polls, I'm pretty sure in, like, right around Iowa period, Mm -hmm. Joey Jordison would have been winning all those polls. I did see a lot of stuff. He's the fucking best drummer. I'm like, calm down, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, he's... No. But, like I said, polarizing, dude. There's not a lot of in-between with this dude. There's people that really fucking hate him. They think he sucks shit. Like, Lars Orris. They're like, he's the worst fucking drummer metal. Fucking boom 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 He can't keep time. I'll keep fine. He didn't play to a fucking click, obviously. Mm -hmm. But also, it's high-energy music. Yeah, dude, adrenaline fucking gets in there a little bit. Okay, there's those guys. But I haven't I mean, got to tell you, man, <laughs> the amount of people. Joey Jordis is the greatest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, fuck you. Go listen to a, a, a better drummer. Mm-hmm. And there's thousands of them, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, So there's always someone better. There's always someone that you like more. You know, whatever. And and you know, then then there's this, the other thing. Some people don't like the style that Joey plays. Like I think it's uh what is it? I think it's uh Fuck, dude. There's a part where it's like he kind of starts off with that where he's just like boom boom, 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 with the with the kick drum, but then all of a sudden it's like do, da, do, da do da But he hits that kick drum at the same time as the snare. I fucking hate when any drummer does that. Tommy Lee used to do it all the time. Can't fucking stand it. He does it quite a bit. But there's one song that he does it, but then he goes like, I think it's fucking surfacing,
1: isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. Okay, yeah, I'm trying. That shit is fucking awesome. That's the thing is they talk about a lot of the time with that, with the rhythms in general is just like it's very tribal. It's got a very, you know, activates that primal part of your brain four 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 four, stomp thing. And yeah, a lot of times when they do it, I'm just kind of like because it's, it is Dance music does it a lot. They have, yeah. they
0: have that fucking kick drum hitting the whole time and yeah. the snare is hitting at the same time as the kick and it's like, God, that's annoying. Yeah. Rolling Stones has uh, songs like that too. Like a lot of those old school 60s bands because they couldn't fucking get the snare to pop hard enough mm-hmm. so you would hit the kick at the same time. It gives it a little more oomph. But like, God, it's just the most annoying fucking thing, dude. Yeah. But, but when like, they do it right, it's but, sick. So he starts off like that and I'm just like, Right about the time I'm starting to fucking roll my eyes so hard I can't hear anymore, mm-hmm. they switch. He switches to that, yeah. and it for the riff that's playing, it's awesome. It's so fucking cool, and mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, what he's doing? It's not super fucking hard. It's not ultra jazzy. Yeah, it's not super hard, but it's interesting enough, and it changes the whole fucking vibe of it. It just sounds – it's just a really cool change to go from something so basic, just boom, 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 to fucking, you know, this – that fucking thing. I don't want to do it again because I've already done it twice. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's a really cool fucking change. And he does a lot of stuff like that that's really fucking cool. And, yeah, he does a lot of stuff that's fucking just like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. But you know what? Again, so does Lars. But guess what? Dude, Lars is—you know—we we got into that with Metallica. He's not fucking terrible either. It's like mm. Jesus Christ. Calm down on either side. I know that's what I'm saying. I am the one in the <laughs> middle. That's like it's good for what it is. Yeah, Just take it for like, what it is. Don't, like, dude, don't don't compare it to what it isn't. It's fine. And I haven't heard enough of stuff with the new drummer that like. I mean, he's good. I didn't hear. I mean, I listened to Point 0.5, like a little more than I did the new one. I didn't hear anything that was like out there where I was going to be like, "Wow, that's not Joey Jordison."
1: <laughs> yeah. I, it was, it's to the point where I don't even think about it you know what I mean it's just like oh here's a new Slipknot song and it's just like it's not well, a yeah, priority on the mind like, uh,
0: it's like someone was telling me like they were just like a big dream theater fan and they had no idea that fucking Portnoy left the band oh and, really yeah and That's I was like well yeah nowadays if you're streaming yeah you don't have the inlay card so it's like oh you know unless you're gonna purposely look it up Mm -hmm. you know but why would you think oh mike portnoy left you know what i mean why would you think joey jordison left on your own so it's like if you don't check it out and you get a fucking solid replacement that understands what the fucking style of the band is you know and either says okay i have my own style i can fucking change it up and it'll still sound like the band or says I like the style that's there. I'm going to continue with that. I'm going to put my flair on it. You might just think fucking Joey Jordison just started doing a little bit different things. I didn't really notice anything that really screamed... This isn't Joey Jordison. Mm -hmm. So I think they got a pretty solid fucking uh, replacement. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, if you
1: look at his pedigree, he used to be in Madball. He used to be in... Oh, really? uh, Yeah, his dad, Max... Yeah, it's Max Weinberg, right? Max Weinberg, yeah. He's the fucking drummer for the E Street Band, Bruce Springsteen, and he was the bandleader on Conan O'Brien for years. And when Max Weinberg wasn't available, they would get his son, Jay. Like, dude's got a fucking pedigree. He, he did Hesitation Wounds, who just put out a new album, with uh, Jeremy from Touche Amore. Like, dude's all over the place. Yeah, that's probably a guy that could
0: r- really come in and just be like, I mean, I could mimic Joey mm-hmm. pretty easily. He
1: grew up listening to him, you know? just put my flair on it and whatever. Like, yeah. Uh, let's see. You, you want to talk while we're on the percussion side of thing about the ancillary per, uh, percussion, right? So Clown, if you talk to Clown, this has basically just been a lifelong art project for him, you know, Slipknot. He's the only last original member, uh, and he's a drummer usually by trade in his other bands, and he does a lot of other stuff. But in this, he's, it's just kind of his art project. He's not even a metal guy. It's, this is just his vision of what the ultimate metal band would be. I enjoy what he does. I, I agree with you that there there should be more delegation with the ancillary members, such as the percussion, the DJ scratches, which I think they've done a better job of in recent years, and maybe that's why they're not there as much. I always wanted more DJ. I think when it's well placed, like like, mm, we'll
0: well, get I into wanted that later. him to do more because mm-hmm. you could make it make sense. Yeah. But with I the, don't want uh, more like just random. Yeah, no, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's where I'm. That's where I kind of you know.
0: You know, but I mean, you could really fucking do a lot of fucking stuff, and I'm not saying he can't. Yeah, I'm just saying they didn't.
1: Yeah, uh, but in the case of clown, I enjoy the random beer keg smashes. I don't enjoy it when he does it like two in a row. But like, I, I enjoy that for what it is. It's it's about presence with him. You know what I mean? It's it's personality. Uh, The other guy, who was previously Chris Fenn, and now it's the lovingly referred to as uh, Tortilla guy because his face resembled a tortilla to the point where he even put a tortilla over his face at a show recently. So he gets it. That's cool. Uh, And there's rumors about who that guy is. But, you know, that other position was kind of always... You know, I think that is more about presentation. I think it is more about symmetry with the with the dueling drummer dudes. Oh,
0: yeah, dude, on a stage, you don't want one, dude. Fuck yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> you don't want one extra. Yeah, It's it's definitely cooler yeah. to have two on each yeah. side. it dude, is definitely sure. very
1: tertiary. But, like, yeah, and on to the position of Sid, same deal. Like, that was it, when the whole thing with the DJs was blowing up around the time Limp Bizkit had DJ Lethal and then, like, Incubus had a guy... Uh, Deftones had has the guy, but uh, Frank, who's now just an all-around electronics guy, right? Uh, both he to me was the best out of all of them, Sid, because when he used it, it like it was really really effective, dude. If you look at a song like Purity, how that I actually know that. who I
0: think was the best one out of all of them? Ooh, shoot, Mr. Han?
1: Oh, from uh, is that his name? Yeah, DJ Han. in um, uh, Linkin Park.
0: Yeah, 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 like that's that, true dude. too. Made it work, Yeah. and uh, he did a yeah. lot of stuff. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you gonna know. do a Lincoln Park episode? Hell yeah! I'm just trying to think of who we would get through that, but that's another but that day. Way, yeah, he was he was really good. I, you know what? They're what? very good at what they do, but they their approaches were
0: different. You know what I mean? It depends on how you're used in your band, like, and that's the thing. Like, some bands don't want it to be a main part of any given song, Mm -hmm. where, I mean, Linkin Park, it was, like, he was a main part. So when I say, like, I'm not saying he was better than anybody else. I just say, like, with, I guess it wasn't just him. It It was that band really fucking made their DJ a real focal point of the band, where... Especially with something like Slipknot, where there's nine dudes. It's mm-hmm. hard to make anyone the fucking vocal point of the band. Right. But yeah, I definitely think that they were drum-oriented, which made what, D, what Sid's doing, the earlier stuff is definitely more drum-oriented than the new stuff. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. New yeah. stuff is a lot more riff-oriented, a lot more melody-oriented. Yeah. Slowly, as they transition to the more riff-oriented, the more melody-oriented, man, I mean... The scratching and the DJ stuff doesn't quite go with that as well as when it did when it was the fucking tribal, yeah, more drum oriented stuff. Absolutely. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, if you think about like that that hip hop influence coming in, or as we called it in my day, rap, get off my lawn. Like the DJ scratching was such a prominent part of stuff in the '80s and '90s, and then like hip hop now, dude, just it's just not. I mean, not, not a lot of things aren't, but like especially that. So a lot of that got phased out as time went on anyways, right? But the fact that they're able to still implement that in the way they do is remarkable to me. I, I don't think, I think DJ Lethal's back with Limp Bizkit, or for a while he wasn't, but like, you know, that's an influence that's very specific to a certain time. I don't think Head PE has a DJ anymore, I don't think... Uh, no, man,
0: I'm, that dude works at fucking Hodad's, dude. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, I worked with him at Pico Park a oh, few shit. times. Oh shit, alright, there you go, yeah. right on. Um, yeah, DJ Product. Uh, he yeah, does yeah, yeah. he does some stuff with Copmouth Kings. Oh, for real? Okay. Uh, like local uh, with Rome and there's like another um, he does like uh, some events and stuff. But he's
1: he stays local okay. here to San Diego. Right. On. Shout out fucking DJ Product. Uh, moving on. Let's talk about Bass and Slidin' that real quick. Paul Gray. Uh, you know, uh, one of the last original members. Unfortunately, passed away about a decade ago. Very, you know, sad leaving it behind a family and whatnot. From what I understand, a very pleasant dude. Uh, it, he's one of those dudes. Like I said, um, Clown's not really a metal dude. I think Paul was, but he was also very involved with hardcore. Apparently, there was a big contingent of those guys that were very involved with the hardcore scene and established friendships with, like, Hatebreed that later got him on multiple tours later in the future. Chris, you know, their former percussionist being another bummer for you know albums worth of material the fifth album being dedicated to him i I just listened to a uh episode of the downbeat from with craig from um, straight from the path his podcast fun listen go check it out uh where it was him and the man the current guy who's the uh, bassist in slipknot uh he seems like a fun guy too they're both british gentlemen but he talks about the story about him getting the new bassist position was that um, he was a tech for a long time, and he was teching for Coheed and Cambria at the time, and they had, and I wish I would have seen this tour just because of how eclectic that bill was, but it was 2008, all hope is gone tour, right? So it's Trivium, which would have been on Shogun, uh, Coheed and Cambria, and then Slipknot. V-Man was teching for Coheed at the time, and that's how they made the uh, friendship with Slipknot. And then when he was teching for Mastodon, which is pretty much what he was doing up to that point. After that, I think it was Jim hit him up, and he and he basically said, "Hey man, we really need a bassist. Do you know any bassists?" And he just was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." He's like, "No, no, no, we need like a bassist though." He's like, "Yeah, I'll do it. I know," because apparently he was a guitar player in a few other bands. Actually, he was a, ba- or a guitar player in a band called Crocodile, which was pretty fun if you like sludge. It was him on guitar, Daniel P. Carter, who's the dude for the BBC, the radio dude on the BBC. He also plays guitar in Bloodhound Gang, for all that's worth. Fun stuff, and uh, and it was Laz from Gallows, and uh, so three of those dudes playing Sludge on guitar, Crocodile, fun stuff if you can find it. But ever since then he's been in Slipknot, and he's been kicking ass. Even though he had that unfortunate incident of passing out on stage that night and being hospitalized, but the last time I saw them he was the only guy I could see because he has uh, light up inlays on his bass. So shout out V-Man for being the only dude I could see from all the way in the back in, in San Bernardino <laughs> that night. Who have we not talked about yet? Guitars, Mick and, uh, Mick and Jim, you know, on those first two albums. It's just, you know, they're there. They're not doing anything crazy complicated, but they're riffing. Again, like you said, the drums are the focus in early slip, not certainly, but, you know, that's the crux of their thing, and they're just kind of there driving it along, and I appreciate that. They started playing solos on all hope is gone and i enjoyed that but you know there's other stuff that you know jim was in stone sour jim was in stone sour before he was in slipknot that's how he got brought in and mick's been a guest on a ton of different like death metal albums and stuff doing guest solos like he did a a guest solo for malevolent creation and he also did one on necrophagia and there was this album i don't know if you remember this being a thing because they talked about this 15 years ago and that's when a bulk of the stuff was recorded but for james murphy Formerly of Death, formerly of Obituary, Disincarnate. He was putting together a Death Tribute album, and he was going from guest to guest to record stuff throughout the entirety of Death's catalog as kind of a way to raise funds for, like, I think it was like a headstone for Chuck or something, but also help him with his medical bills because they were both dealing with cancer or something. And unfortunately, it never came out. I don't know what happened, but I know Mick, who's a avid, avid death metal guy in general, but especially Death fan, uh recorded a guest guitar thing for this album and it's a bummer, it never saw the light of day. Incidentally, if anybody knows what's up with that James Murphy album, hit me up. Is is including if you're James Murphy, that'd be awesome. He's totally gonna listen to this. Absolutely. <laughs> what's he doing now? Should be listening to this. Yeah, exactly. And he was only in Death for like one album, right? He was on uh spiritual healing when, or something. Um, he was yeah.
0: only with Obituary for one album. Same,
1: yeah. Uh shout out James Murphy. Dude, how he become album? a legend
0: featuring on just two, pretty much two albums? I think Disincarnate only did, like, was it even two albums? I think it was the one.
1: I, it could be one of those ones where it's, like, possessed where... It's like, the dude's... Well,
0: I mean, uh, the dude's that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, he... I mean, I guess legendary status is a little bit big just because there's probably a lot of people now that have no idea who James Murphy is. But, at you know, back in the day, man, I mean, yeah. especially if you were... Into guitar players, man. Like he, yeah, he was a really big deal, man. Yeah,
1: no doubt. I think that's everybody in Slipknot. I mean, there's like a litany of dudes that were in there before that. As we said, Anders Colsefni from uh, who's now in Painface, been doing that ever since. But like, like just the whole history of the band. I mean, like the whole thing was they were just like this weird Mr. Bungle type band that included metal in their sound when they started out. Uh, especially if you go back and listen to, and I want to get the title right because I keep mixing up which words which mate feed kill repeat if you ever have you ever listened to that oh yeah yeah it's interesting just to hear it's just like some of those songs are almost exactly the same and then you can hear where the seeds were planted for other ones Do you have anything else you want to touch on before we get into the list uh no not really highly important band as far as especially for a lot of people that this was their first metal band you know uh it was transitioning from one era to another and they're still around doing it better than anybody from that era, I would say. That was the whole thing. You know, I don't listen to corn a lot. I know, it's, I'm getting the impression you do not like corn.
0: I fucking can't stand corn. I mean, okay, Slipknot's definitely the biggest band out of that era. Mm-hmm. They're definitely the heaviest band out of the era, which automatically right there makes it just incredible to me that they managed to get that big and still be, and still be majority heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, they had to change a few things to become that, but they are still, the majority of their stuff is still fucking heavy, which is a goddamn miracle because mm-hmm. you do have to change everything. But, yeah. nah, man, I don't like corn. I'll listen to the first couple albums. I like up to the first, I like the first three albums.
1: Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, but so that's that's the,
0: it, dude. I yeah. fucking just.
1: However, your feelings on the matter, they have a place in the world, they're an important fucking band. Uh, and they have a lot to offer still even if you don't like the music you can't deny that live show dude I just from seeing them on that tiny ass stage with the bare bones effects that they have to like seeing what they do now because my whole thing with live shows is like I don't like a ton of the theatrical stuff like I can appreciate it for what it is all the stuff that goes into that and all the imagination and the work and the effort and that's cool but that's not like what I really like you know like to me it's just it's, you know Rob Zombie's a fun ass live show but it's like the least you know you don't have there's not a lot of thought process involved in in rob zombie stuff you know what i mean he's got a song called teenage nosferatu pussy and that's fucking hilarious but that kind of sums up everything you know it's like the ultimate escapism music and to me that's what a lot of theatrical performance are is escapism right whereas i'm the guy that likes to get in there with your converges and your dillingers and your you know your gnarlier bands kind of getting into it saying this is what it is here on the stage you know the band and the audience is all that matters. I love that Converge has the house lights turned up because they don't want any they don't want any dramatic lighting. It's all about real, you know. Whereas Slipknot is the band that can have that cake and eat it too. You know what I mean? They are that energetic band. And I don't know a lot of people. Like I I just remember seeing stuff that, you know, Sid he's had to calm down a little bit like he was jumping off shit and he was like performing with broken ankles and like all this like they used to beat up each other. And, like, a lot of people go, yeah, but they're not as crazy as Dillinger. It's like, yeah, but nobody is. You know what I mean? And that's not the point. One does not diminish another. You know what I mean?
0: That's not the contest. That's not the fucking point of it. Oh, maybe it is for you. I don't know. It ain't for me. Yeah, no. But to me, like, the whole theatrical thing, if it makes sense with your band. Yeah. So, like, black metal makes sense. Right. Slipknot makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all wearing masks and and you know uh the same jumpsuits and shit like mm-hmm. it would be weird if to me there's some bands that would be weird if they just walked out in the middle of the fucking day mm-hmm. and just played a fucking show if you have a certain like image or whatever and you just walk out in the middle of the fucking day and just start playing like that's that's weird dude mm-hmm. like like i wouldn't want to see dimo Borgir ah. in the middle of the day
1: mm-hmm.
0: ah, that's the only time i've seen him is during the middle of the day too oh yeah i know i I've, I've seen other black metal bands play, you know, in the middle of the day. with Just the sun's up and fucking everything. It's 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 fucking weird, dude. It doesn't because of the fucking paint, dude. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, it, it makes sense for Slipknot. It makes sense that someone who isn't necessarily into the theatrical side of music or live music that they would, you know, that would fucking change mm-hmm. with a band like this because just their look alone. Is theatrical.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's like, well, that,
0: yeah, it just it just makes sense.
1: Yeah. Having said all that, you ready for your list?
0: Yeah. Solid. Are we doing yeah, honorable, we'll do mentions honorable mentions or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to mention a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I do like, my plague, is that backwards riff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that shit was cool. I'm mm-hmm. not a big fan of the rest of the song, but. Uh, so, I mean, as far as stuff that actually, like, is favorites, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of them. There's this song called Wherein' Lies Continue. Mm-hmm. It's on All Hope Is Gone. Really caught my fucking ear. Front to back, really cool fucking tune. Pretty heavy. One of the heavier ones on there. Some pretty cool riffing and stuff. And, I mean, it's got, you know, the good vocals or whatever another one on there is this cold black have you ever heard that one
1: um i if i did you said it was all hope is gone yeah yeah if i did it would have been 11 years ago but dude the main riff on
0: that like it's a really cool fucking riff i'll play it real quick hold on yep i guess i might need to
1: check that out for the first time in 11 years really cool fucking riff man i fucking
0: like that shit dude um Let's see, what else do I have on there that I wanted to mention? Oh, dude, The Virus of Life. I remember remembering that? that one, but I don't remember why. It's kind of weird at the start, but then it's got this fucking part. It's like... Yeah, they were cool, cool with those Angular riffs back in the day. fucking awesome, dude. Like It's... <laughs> I think that was the one. So me and my little brother were doing, like, a back and forth. He lives in Connecticut. We're doing this back and forth where he wanted to do, like, a like some playlists on uh, Apple Music. And he wanted to do, like, a deep cuts. And he, he was, like, basically, like, deep cuts from the first album. Mm-hmm. And then he has another playlist, deep cuts from the second album. And we kind of, like, did a draft of, like where we are picking the bands that we were going to do. He wanted to have it around like 15, 20 songs because that way we could have 10 and 10. Right. So I think it ended up being 20. And... He had said he's like you know I don't know a lot of new stuff so I mean I'm just gonna pick a lot of these other and I was like okay cool and what we we're looking for was like I mean we had to talk about what we consider deep cuts some people just think it's a song later in the album I think it's the songs that nobody really talks about. Jasta is
1: talking about that on his show right now because he's got that. What deep does he cut consider segment. it? He considers it the the former where it is the latter ones but I'm with you where it is the ones that people don't think about a lot.
0: Oh yeah because yeah. I mean there's really popular songs that were like later in the album it's yeah. like geez man that's not that hard to fucking do like yeah. it's I don't. Considered a deep cut for me. A deep cut is like those songs, because there's the greatest hits, mm-hmm. right? And on greatest hits, you have songs that are fucking later in the album.
1: Yeah. Well, that know. was his
0: whole trip was. Uh, but I've also seen deep cuts albums where it's yeah. like all those songs that aren't really on the greatest hits, but they're like fucking awesome songs. Oh yeah,
1: I mean like that. That's that's where I. And I guess neither one's technically wrong, right? It's all a matter of interpretation. It's just, of a word. If
0: you're gonna talk about deep cuts, you gotta exp- you gotta basically. First, lay, like lay the lay the fucking parameters yeah. out of what exactly you're talking about.
1: Yeah. So that well that was his whole trip was he was talking about like because he had Wood by Allison Chains on as a deep cut, and then he got how? a bunch of shit for it, and then that's how he had to explain. What are you talking about? It's the last song. It's literally the deepest cut. And he so was like, Oh, but it's literally their biggest song. Like, yeah. It's yeah.
0: like no way, dude. That's I'd have to go the rounds with fucking Joss on that one, man. Mm-hmm. But. One of, the, what, one of the ones, so when we got to the third album, I think we went up to like four or five albums or something like that. When we got to the third album, he gave me Slipknot, and I'm like, ugh. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> but I, went through, I went through some of those. You know, I took out you know, the big songs or whatever. And I was listening to The Virus Alive, and I I mean, at first, dude, I was just kind of like, ah, whatever, I'll just let it keep playing. I was at the gym, Mm -hmm. so that helped, because I was kind of (laughs) busy. I was too busy to fucking change it. Yeah. And then that part came on, I was like, Jesus, dude, like, this is really fucking cool. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd ever even fucking heard it, because I probably fucking switched the song before that. So it wouldn't make my list, because it's not the whole song. But I mean, they've, they've got a lot of stuff like that, where it's like, I really love this one part, but... But I don't love the rest of the song. And uh, The Virus of Life is one of those. Another one I'll say uh, real quickly is one I used to really fucking love a lot. But I just, I mean, I just listened to it, it did not work for me. Is Get This?
1: Oh dude, okay. I love get this and I, I didn't actually hear that till recently because I had the original version. We'll get into that later. When but. I
0: listened to it man, like I fucking all I could think about was this sounds like a fucking band that wants to be a death metal band that's gonna get enough to play death metal. Mm-hmm. It's, that's that's kinda of what it reminded me of. Well, that's but why back like in the day it, yeah. I really liked it because it was like a death metal song, but now I listen to it and I'm just like, Jesus, it just sounds like a shitty death metal song. So I was like, no. I'm That's like, exactly why
1: I love it. it and the lyrics, dude, it was just childish, dude. And I, I enjoy the hell why out didn't of it. I didn't mind that. the lyrics. I just, uh, yeah, yeah. it just. You I feel the same way about Eeyore? Because I love Eeyore, too.
0: I, I, I mean, I've, I've never minded it, but I mean, again, it's just like if, if your band does one thing and then you try to do this other thing that's not a problem Mm -hmm. it's just if you do the other thing and it fucking it sucks i'm not gonna like it like it just sounds shitty i'm I'm it's like no i can fucking think of 40 other fucking shitty death metal bands i can listen to that probably do death metal better than this Mm -hmm. and they suck so i would you know it just didn't work for me again what's some of yours because i mean i got like three more that i would mention but i want to hear Do you have honorable mentions? Yeah,
1: but it's... I've got
0: three that would actually be...
1: That could have actually made my list. Right. Okay, well, here, I'll get mine out of the way quick. So you talk about All Hope is Gone. Maybe I need to revisit that, because the stuff you were playing... I just remember, I used to... So I used to drive to Orange County every goddamn day for work, around this time especially. Uh, So I had a lot of time to listen to stuff, and that's that's the one time I listened to All Hope is Gone, is on the way up and back to a, a, a work run in Orange County and um i just remember listening to i was like man this is not connecting with me and this is kind of one of those things where you're like reevaluating where certain bands have places in your life right and so i'm listening back and i'm like do i not like slipknot anymore dude but then i went back and listened to the 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 first few albums and i was like no i still like this i'm just not liking this one and so i kind of put it to the side but now you're making me think i need to revisit it and i know certain people this is their this is the album that got them into slipknot This is where like their whole second half of their career literally started, but like you know where it became a lot more commercialized. It's where they got really big. Yeah, I know our friend Greg says this is his favorite album. There's one other person. Like like for some people, this is their Slipknot, and that's cool. It's Um, weird because this is the dividing line, though. Yeah, exactly. This is where a lot of people. This is where they got really big. Yeah, but it's also probably
0: I think where they lost some of the older. Yeah, not older, but some of the earlier fans of the earlier stuff. Yeah, this is where that's it's the tipping point of like okay, what are you willing to give up to gain? Exactly, yeah. And, I mean, they made a smart move, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, but but they
1: also concede that this is their least great album, and they just said, like, this is when they were kind of, I don't want to say lethargic, but, like, they were kind of resting on some laurels, where, like, you know, they got put out of their comfort zone on the first three, where they went out to Malibu to work with Ross Robinson on the first two. They went to that supposedly haunted mansion in um in hollywood that's some legendary recording spot with rick rubin which is a whole other story unto itself and this one they just went back to iowa and they were able to like just drive home every night and they just kind of whatever go to the studio whenever you know it's interesting to talk about the contrasting differences between the environments and all those albums same deal point five degree chapter i was like well this is better to me than all hope is gone but there's nothing really still there that i'm really connecting with that introduction track is cool the singles were decent enough, Devil and I and um, the negative one. The only song that I kind of almost liked was uh, Kill Pop, and that's definitely one of the more commercial ones. Oh, I
0: hated that one, dude. Ah, the only man. one I had off there was Nomadic. That, the that was the only one I, re- I wrote down. Yeah,
1: you know what, though? I do want to revisit at least one song, because when they were talking about it on Downbeat, V-Man talks about coming in. Most of the stuff was already on there as far as recording between Jim and, um, and Mick. For the bass parts and they let him noodle around on some stuff and there's one song i think it's called aov that he's actually on whereas he's on all the songs on we are not your kind now but like you know back then when they were still scrambling to find a bass player they kind of filled it in where they needed to and then v-man's on some parts so i'll check that out too and i still need to check out more of we are not your kind i i, I guess you need to give it a few spins to, everybody seems to love it and uh and i think it's better than all hope is gone and and point five but like i'm not quite there yet i need i think i need to give it a few more spans. but there's so much going on right now dude i'm still stuck on zombie apocalypse i fucking love that new zombie apocalypse ep check that out if you haven't already it's called life without pain is a fucking fantasy having said all that dude the i already I, talked about it on the roadrunner episode that first album front to back as far as consistency is fucking damn well near unparalleled and I was one of those guys that didn't like prosthetics or tattered and torn when it first came out because I felt like it slowed the momentum down but now I appreciate it as kind of a okay we gotta ramp back down so we can ramp back up kind of thing you know and like I actually enjoy some of the weirder creepier elements on there and then when it gets heavy again at the end I really enjoy it. but dude the energy on that album is damn well near unparalleled is you know they're a fresh face band they've been harnessing the energy for these songs for years and they kind of re- you know refine them as you can hear in those demos and just right out of the gate dude even back and so I, I grew up with the original version so i didn't have get inside or uh what's that other one me inside me inside wow and it's get of, this oh, get get this that's what i'm looking for i combine two songs you know
0: it's weird man it's like i was listening to the first one for this episode and i was like wow dude like for the I mean, I, I don't remember the last time I did it, but Jesus, man, the back half of that fucking album just really declines quick. Really? Oh, Fuck dude. yeah, dude. I think some of do the best liberate, stuff is on there. Liberate No Life, which are two of the better songs on that fucking back half, mm-hmm. nowhere even close to that first half of that fucking album.
1: That's true, but I do enjoy it for what it is. Purity and, um, is about
0: where it peaks. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, I think it peaks before that, but like, Purity is about the last fucking really just fucking the really good banger. Mm-hmm. You know, No Life's Not Terrible, Liberate isn't terrible, but they're nowhere close. Like, but it might have been a smart move on their first album. Shout out Only One, that song I really enjoy. That was another one, I that was the other one I thought was like, I thought that was song was better, mm-hmm. and I listened to it now. I was like, oh. You know the the part I really love, just the fucking only one of us. There's a slightly but the rest of the song I'm just like, dude, like what's the one that has a. That's
1: the last one, isn't it? The last. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the last one. Yeah, that one
0: I can do without. It's there's just nothing there. Like that's the thing. Like there's a a couple songs like that where it's just like. "Ah," Yeah. You know, but. But that's even that song has like a cool part. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, is that enough to save the song? Like like only one you know, only one and you know, this is no kind of life. Yeah. And liberate with a we, wee 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 wee. Mm-hmm. It's just it liberates one that has like a lot of DJ stuff on it. Yes. Very much so. Which that's the cool part of that song, but again it's just it's it's nothing that saves it enough to, like, bump it up into that category of, like, that first fucking side of that shit. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, know, for sure. I mean, you said right out of the gate? Mm-hmm. Dude, right out the gate. Did
1: you see that what they were doing uh, at least the first three songs uh, for a lot of their European festival-run stuff was uh, Sick, Into People equal Shit, Into uh, Get This. So. Oh, nice. Yeah,
0: That's I would have liked one. to have
1: seen that. So on that tangent, Iowa. Oh, so... my my honorable mention is just the first album as a whole as far as like sequencing and all that iowa i come to realize it's not really about the songs on there for me it's just about the idea of them going oh you think they specifically said you think we're just going to have a bunch of uh it's going to be an album full of wait and bleeds now so they purposefully just went super antagonistic and went the other way on purpose further embrace their death metal and black metal influence and made this super antagonistically punishing, brutal, heavy album, which is cool. And so that's my honorable mention, is the the more embracing the more extreme side of that. But it's not like a song heavy album for the most part. You know what I mean? There's songs on there for sure, but not enough that I would give them an honorable mention. I gotta
0: stop you real quick. Shoot, it's heavy. It's not brutal. It's. But I'm it, gonna pull. I'm gonna pull that card right now.
1: It's it's more brutal than ever. It's the most brutal of that era.
0: They did make a fucking heavier album Mm -hmm. as kind of like a fuck you. Mm -hmm. And here's the other big kicker. They made a more metal album. Yes. That was what I noticed when I heard Iowa was this is not as new metal laden as the first album. This is a more metal album. And I think they even went more metal on the fucking third album. I Then they started throwing in fucking solos and shit. And I was like, all right, cool. Like now not cool in the sense of like, okay, this is what everybody should be playing. No, it was cool because it was like, I kind of wanted to fuck, because I had read the stuff where it was Mm like, you know, yeah, we're from a death metal band and, you know, Mick, you know, I'm from a death metal band. Like, I wanted those two dudes to show people like what they could do yeah um and in in a sensible way but like i wanted people to see that like okay just because you can doesn't mean you have to right and 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 those first two albums they didn't necessarily have to but you could tell in those riffs dude mm-hmm. just even like that my play one I, I i mentioned before you know that that fucking riff man like you could tell like these dudes you know there's a riff in one of my honorable mentions uh surfacing there's there's a riff in there that's like you know the fucking uh where they really fucking tighten it up with the chords, so it starts up with a oh, yeah, and then they yeah. tighten it up and it's fucking like double fucking kick city, like that shit is heavy as fuck, dude, and that shit is fucking like that death metal type shit. You listen mm-hmm. to Homicidal Retribution by Dying Fetus; they literally do yeah. the same exact thing. Yep, yep, yep. So that's a death metal staple. Mm-hmm. You listen to that, and all I wanted to hear was like, what else could like what else could these guitar players? bring to the fucking table. Mm-hmm. And reading the interviews, I just I'm I'm like, dude, bring it to the table. Yeah. You know, you guys definitely. are talking about it and I'm like, bring it to the table. And they do on Iowa and they do on they they start to bring it on Iowa and then they do bring it on fucking, you know, volume 3. And it, you know, fuck man, it's fucking great. What I love about Iowa is I do like the songs on it. What I love about Iowa is another honorable mention actually. I'm going to go two honorable mentions just because I know it's not a favorite of a lot of people mm-hmm. but Gently and Iowa.
1: Yeah, no, that's the thing is I think those are the ones I enjoy the most is when the neurosis influence is really present yeah. there and it's super it's Okay, the fucking so fucking sludgy shit, dude.
0: Like but I mean okay, I'm a big sludge fan, so like yeah. I get it. I know a lot of people don't like it.
1: Yeah. But
0: more so than Gently I fucking just love the fucking down, yeah. down, 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 and just that droning bass. And yeah. like, doo, 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 doo,
1: doo. So, two things on top of that, real quick. Doo, 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 doo. Back in the day, I had a, an alarm clock that would, like if you put a CD in it, it would play whatever oh, yeah, song. Yeah. So, that was, I woke up to gently, like a goddamn psychopath every morning when I was <laughs> like, junior year was dark times. High school was dark times for me, but yeah, that, so that's where I was at mentally. That that sludginess that they brought was really fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Like, I, well, I really like that shit. So for they did the uh, the last time I saw them for Notfest 2016. It was the 15th anniversary of Iowa, so they did it in its entirety. And they were the only band I went and saw that day because I was sick as fuck and I almost didn't go. But I'm like, when am I not, you know, I'm never gonna get the chance to see this again. So I did, and that's when I realized like there's some stuff in that second, like you were saying about the first one, the second half of Iowa. There's a bit of a okay. I don't like
0: the radio song. I don't like Left Behind as much as Wait and Bleed. Yeah. And then there's this one song on there. It always gets stuck in my head, and I hate it. And the reason I hate it getting stuck in my head is because I hate it. I don't like the fucking song. I don't like the melody line. I can't fucking stand it. The Shape? No, I love that song. Okay. That song reminds David, there's some Morbid Angel shit in that song that yeah, reminds yeah. me of that. No, it's the fucking You are all fucked. Oh yeah, yeah. the end of everything. Yeah, I'm going to Yeah, at you and that, that is definitely there. a remnant. I fucking hate that song. That's dude. one of those I, Jonathan Davisisms I'm talking yeah, about. Dude, yeah. Like, I can't fucking stand that song. If yeah. there was any Slipknot song I just re- Let's see. <laughs> He's yeah, about. dude, I'd rather listen to snuff than that. Mm, I'd wow. rather listen to any Stone Sour song than that. There you go. Like, ugh, I fucking hate that song, dude. Like, can't even stand it. Yeah. So I have one more honorable mention. It is from Iowa. Shoot. And that's because it appeals to, guess what? I have that fucking side too, dude. People equal shit. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. It's such a gnarly song. Absolutely. Great way to open their fucking second album that's supposed to be, oh, we're going to build on the fucking success of yep. the first album. Yep, yep. And there's like, Fine, we'll do that, but we're going to do it our way and just fucking boom, dude. Yeah. Just right off the bat. People equal shit. There is nothing. It's weird because there's nothing commercial about saying people equal shit, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you, dude, more people can relate to people equal shit than something that says, you know, everybody love one another.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Garen fucking teed, dude. That's just the kind of people we are. Yep. And that's just... It's it's fine. It doesn't mean everybody wants to kill everybody. It just means, fucking, dude, there's a lot of fucking, there's a lot of people that get on people's nerves, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how it fucking goes. And sometimes it's not even the shit they're doing. Sometimes it's just the amount of them. Yeah. You know, like, i have you know, fuck, I have my moments where it's like most of the time I'm in traffic, not a big deal. Guess what? When I'm in a hurry, sucks. Yeah. I want, I want a fucking tank. And I mean, I don't want to kill anybody, but I want to start fucking tossing cars off the fucking road. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's been there. Everybody has that fucking happen. You walk in an airport and you're like, Jesus Christ, why are all these fucking people here? Mm-hmm. You go to New York City, you go to fucking LA, like, or you fly over them. Don't even go to them. Fly over them and go, what the fuck? Like, why are so many people living in this spot? Yeah. It's weird, dude. Yeah. It gets like that sometimes. And then other times you see it and you're like, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So it's just the side of me. People equal shit. And you know, top it all off, pretty heavy fucking tune. Yeah. I, I can know, definitely really on it, too. Starts like, with a nice blast beat. <laughs> yeah, dude do pretty much. Like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, that's a fucking good one. Other than that, that's, those are the only three and, uh, but I was kind of either one on Gently or Iowa. I, I th- Actually, I, th- I like Iowa better than Gently, so Iowa okay. had a chance to make the list. Yeah. Gently um, was something I want to mention because of Sludge Factor. Yeah,
1: yeah, so I remember now. That, so the way they topped off that at Iowa anniversary show was with Iowa, the song. But they, like, did the extended jam version where they basically doubled it. And that's when like people were, like, fucking walking out because it's like, <laughs> dude, it's 1 in the morning. We need to go. And, like, and, but they're still just good on them for enjoying it, but it's just like okay I'm gonna okay this is masochism but I'm gonna sit here through the entirety of this thing and yeah half an hour later because it's a 15 minute song as yeah. it is so it was a half an hour just for that one song so it's just, okay now to walk however many miles back to the car and fucking waiting three hours of traffic but I can say I did it so yeah no I, I back all of those um and then yeah shout out to what you were saying it was like they got even more death metal riffs in the third album it's just that they were surrounded by so much other stuff that's the thing about that third album is I love how eclectic it was because I thought that's what Iowa kind of lost so to bring that full back in the third album and I like the fact that I don't like a lot of stuff on there because it is so experimental you know what I mean like because there's plenty of stuff I do and like I I enjoy just how out there they got with it well on that note want to get into it yeah do you want to start this one off Sure rock on gematria 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 i've not been sure how to say that either i'm not sure it's fun to try
0: dude the fucking double kicking city in this motherfucker dude like he's booking dude like not death metal fast but he's booking for fucking regular metal which is what i consider these guys also man the fucking breakdown at the end have you heard that
1: 11 years ago. Dude, I gotta... Because he's off all hope is gone, right? Yeah. Yeah, 11 years ago would have been the last time. It's like Burn the City Down or some shit like that, dude. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Well,
0: here, I'll play it. That fucking... Yeah, got, got, yeah. You yeah, forget got, sometimes, got, man. They
1: got some legit... We'll
0: burn uh, the city down. Or burn your cities yeah. down is what he says. Like, fuck, man. But damn, even that fucking opening riff. Mm-hmm. How long did that go? Like a minute? At least. A little intro fucking deal, like whatever. Yeah. And then, like I said, pretty simple riff. It's got a little bit of pinch harmonics in there, whatever. Yeah. Uh, sounds better than... It sounds to me like that fucking main riff, like the actual like verse riff or whatever. That one reminds me of like something that they would have done on the first album, but it, it wouldn't sound as good Yeah, because the two dudes would be trying to do something different from each other. Right. Like, they just didn't have... Like, this one seemed like they had somebody rein it in. Obviously, the guitars sound fucking better. But, dude, the fucking... Like yeah, underneath yeah. it the entire fucking verse dude like fucking it's like morbid angel
1: style well, i was gonna say they keep I, when i was re-researching a lot of the stuff as far as influences as i tend to do morbid angel comes up a lot uh and malevolent creation well, yeah and like, cannibal, like a but, lot yeah. of the death metal where it's like
0: not the blast man it's just the fucking you know the fucking machine gun you know whatever you want to call it man mm-hmm. the, Double bass city. Just, yeah, double kicking city, yeah, whatever. Man. Like, it's just humming, dude, underneath that fucking riff. Yeah. Makes it fucking, it makes it fucking, like, really fucking heavy. Mm-hmm. Corey's not really singing on the song a lot. Like, there's yeah. not, not that I'm against him singing by any means, as yeah. you'll see. But, but man, th- th- this is the one that I have off of fucking All Hope is Gone. And, I was really surprised when I heard this fucking. It's just like this, It's like the first song on the album. Mm-hmm. You know, is they have there the,
1: an intro track? Yeah, it's called Execute. Okay.
0: But this, I, I mean, I was really surprised. That, wow, this is the first. Like, I don't. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, don't remember hearing this. Like they like to start it off on a high note, man. I forget about it. And that thing at the end you were talking about, dude, you forget they have some genuine mosh parts in a lot of their. Oh yeah, dude. dude. And so that's
0: another cool thing about this one too. That's actually a double breakdown.
1: Oh, because so they hit the fucking burn
0: your cities down, and then they fucking go into this other thing that's like a play off of the breakdown riff, and then it goes right back to it. It doesn't get necessarily slower. Mm -hmm. It just goes right back to it. And it's just him, just,
1: we'll burn your cities down. Like, it's fucking awesome, dude. Good times. Number five for you. Well, not too dissimilar from that. I'm going to go with Eyeless. Third track off the self-titled. Second real song. The start with the, uh, the break beat after the record scratch. So, like It's a little bit of all the components coming in at once. I think... As far as all the different instruments working together, I think this is actually a pretty decent example for the most part, because you got the, the scratch, then you got the break beat, and then you got the weird stuff with the, with the one guitar. To me,
0: it's the one time that you get to hear everybody in Slipknot, like, yeah. and dude's my number four. Ah,
1: so how about that <laughs> shit? Yeah, yeah. We you get got the, the same, same with on yeah. You the
0: like, Do you ever heard the story about that, where that line came from, by the way? I have no idea. Don't tell me. I don't okay. want to know. Oh, okay. Um, I've never known what the fuck this Is going on with this song uh-huh. like, I've never known I just really like Yeah the breakbeat part At the start I do like I know a lot of I've, I've met a lot of people I've seen a lot of people That talk about like It's a fucking stupid song Because the fucking You know what the fuck Does that even mean The lyrics are fucking Just dumb as fuck And I'm like dude Like okay <laughs> I get it Because you care about lyrics I don't care about uh-huh. lyrics And I think they're awesome dude Like But dude It's more so than the lyrics Some of the shit he's doing Like you know, when he's like, and I've got yours to play, like yours to, and his yeah. voice kind of yeah, cracks. Yeah, yeah. He's doing some, like, he's, it's, he doesn't sound like that ever again, like on any That's of the true. albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really weird. Like, I was like, was What did they do before they recorded that song
1: Yeah, that made him want to get, like, weird? But that's the thing. I think it's one of those leftover—I'm going to keep using this term from now on Davisisms. You know what I mean? I think that's right. just coming from that because it's just, totally gone from there, there on. I just
0: if was—because he never does it again. No, that's true. if it was, like, what made him want to get weird on there? Because it's—he gets goofy, like, goofy and weird, you know, and dude— ba da Yeah, yeah, at the end that's what I was talking about With mosh
1: parts at the end, dude And then it slows down on the double break, dude Yeah
0: Fuck! It's awesome, dude I love
1: it one of the best vocal performances Trip out on that He never screamed until he joined Slitknot He had to learn how to do that Wow And now he's considered a master at it, dude And just like Again, we talk about like even on the really heavy songs, there's some clean singing. There is that one part that I could do with that where it's like, I feel safe. But it's like, again, that's a Davisism oh, right there. That's right, a total, right. like, yeah. go sit in the corner. The part, like, Wait, but even what? he's oh, yeah. just, like, you can tell he's just like, I'm not even sure about this. But, like, it was a snapshot in time. It's pissed, and it's still great, and I still love it 20 years later. And, dude, look me in my brand new eye. I'll just say about You Can't See California Without Marlon Brando's Eyes. You don't like it? Corey technically didn't write that. I'll just say that. Eyeless, man. Fucking A. So I guess I'll move on to my number four. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad. yeah, let's okay. say you're number four. Also from the self-titled album, we talked about it earlier, Purity. Now, a lot of people didn't get to have Purity for a little while because it got taken off the album. Uh, and there's numerous anecdotes why. Uh, you familiar with the story of Purity? Wasn't it? There's something about a little girl, right? Something about some... Okay, so apparently they and got the idea because there, yeah, there was some uh, website... Where it was like, it was like some not serial killer, but like psycho stuff. Where it's like something they had some chick buried up to her neck and shit or dirt or something, kept in like a, a drainage ditch or something, and they had a webcam on her or something, and like that's where like they had the weird um, sound clips or something. Yeah. Yeah. From from the original intro to that, because that got taken off the. Uh... Long story short, that's on the original album. Then uh, what happened was. Turns out the whole website was some weirdo hoax thing. However, they got sued for intellectual property stuff because of taking stuff from that website or even just taking the inspiration. And they had some weirdo bullshit court case that then got thrown out however many years later uh, so they were able to put the the song back on the re-release the re-re-release of the album you know the anniversary edition <laughs> or whatever because to
0: me it's like even if something's fake mm-hmm. it's still made up by somebody and they yeah. should own the rights to that but it was just I, some I weirdo it. website too like like
1: yeah. it was in the wild west of the web or the you know the internet days too the and, the, yeah. the wild wild web yeah. that's what the, the, w- w- wild wild the www
0: stuff that stands for the wild, wild web.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so in the interim, a lot of you got... Uh, me they, Inside. Yeah, Me Inside and then Get This, and they pulled that version of the album. And now the, the one they sell now has all of those songs, every single one of them except I for the I weird intro track. have both
0: because I downloaded...
1: Yeah, yeah, there's that too. All of it. But like, okay, so just on a song standpoint, get that building riff. I mean, even the little intro thing... Employed to Serve put out a sick um, cover of it pretty recently. Really? Uh,
0: I'm gonna have to listen to that because I like Employed to Serve. Yeah. actually, isn't this the song with the fucking little drum rolls?
1: I oh, in the in the, in the verses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that, Is this the one oh, yeah. I was talking about? Maybe
0: I I, I still let's listen to it yeah. real quick though. <laughs> it is the one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that this used to be a big time
1: favorite of mine. It's kind of all over the place as far as, like, because those verses are kind of the low point of the song, right? Yeah. But that intro, dude, and, like, that thing where it's obviously the driving guitars, right? And the fact that they start on one string, very, i uh, I hate using that word, but kind of new metal, you know, style of the day, but then they chord it after that, but Sid... Highlight of his career on that track, dude, with the way he uses those scratches in oh, that track, yeah. and then comes that's back the later. only
0: thing that makes, to me, that's the only thing that makes it interesting at all. Like mm-hmm. I, like I said, this used to be a favorite of mine, and this was when I was super bummed when I listened to it again because I was like, wow,
1: I could, I could see that. I, I was still, like, I do
0: not like this fucking song, dude. Like I was I so that. bummed out, dude. Again,
1: like, that's when all the when I wrote down my list, it was different from what well, I, I thought
0: it would well, be. Well, not... I, so I, I didn't write down just the top five or whatever. I just I just listed out all the songs that I liked or that I remembered liking. Mm-hmm. And as I started listening to them, if they were just kind of like, you know, man, like, shit started dropping off the list of crazy. And I'm can like crazy. I see that, yeah. Most of them, like, I didn't really care because they just like, okay, like, I just knew it was like a bigger song. It's not that big of a deal. This is one that was really, like, bummed out that I fucking took it completely out of the list because I was like, wow, man, I could barely even listen to this, dude. Like, there's just Something I don't fucking like about it, like
1: yeah, I I could see that. That's, that's definitely something in
0: you I despise. Yeah, there you go. Isn't that the original version? Something like I had, that. Yeah. I had a demo of it, and I think it was called Despise. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah. It's more but those, yeah, so. that
0: it was. It this was a bummer, man. Because it's like, damn it, dude. No, like, I can see. I can like see. Like finding that. out you don't like ET anymore or something. You know? Do you
1: not like ET anymore? I don't know. You just, just use that. E. I haven't watched
0: ET in a while, but like I haven't either. Or, you know, like if you were if you grew up and like Goonies was your favorite movie, you haven't watched it in fucking. 30 years and then you go back and watch it like wow this kind of sucks it's a bummer oh there's it's a, a of those. real bummer when that sort of thing happens did i
1: tell you about the time i accidentally realized i was in the et neighborhood we'll save that for another time then but i wonder yeah, if it's definitely. still having problems there um but no dude like and i could absolutely understand that that's it's again one of those things it's the ross robinson corn jonathan davis in the clown video Sitting on the floor while the showers pouring on him while he's fully dressed in his adidas suit like very of that era thing That probably doesn't translate. Well now I mean it doesn't in a lot of cases, but like it doesn't bother me enough But like if I was a kid growing up now, I'd probably yeah It might be like what is the shit but like all the sick parts are sick to me still so And I don't know that I've ever seen him play it live because I don't think they started playing it live again until when they came back for 0.5 in 2014, but I still like it just as much as when I did when I was 14 so that ought to tell you all you need to know right there. What does that put us at? Number three. Good sir. Uh
0: my number three, whoa, I just didn't even notice that till now. 3 nil. Ha. Very nice. Off of volume three. Oh well, there you Weird. go. Weird. Yeah. I made a goocher, dude. Uh, no, the course is really cool. I like the way he, he sings on it. Uh I like the melody line stuff. I'm not entirely sure he's, what he says. I know he says, like, "I no, I didn't need to leave to stay right here. Yeah, this is the one that has a lot of that death metal riffing, the right? one I really love, man, is the fucking... Like, this little backwards riff. Like, dude, they're so good at these backwards-sounding, like, weird riffs, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, very strange riffs. You know who else has riffs like that? I just realized just after years and years and years, Megadeth has a lot of stuff like that. Uh, They they kind of sound like these weird little backwards type, you know. And I mean backwards, not like it's played backwards. I mean backwards is in like where it's ascending the notes that it's hitting is like most people would have it like descending and vice versa. Right. But it's got like a little bit of a march. Yeah, absolutely. a, a, A staccato like marching type vibe too, with the yeah. It's definitely got some fucking death metal isms in there, and it's. Easily, easily my favorite off of off of that album. Right on. Even though, like, I do, like, quite a bit of stuff off that album, man. There's So when I listen to it for that Deep Cuts thing, and then listen to it again for this, it's probably the most I've listened to it. Because when it came out was kind of when I was, like, on that fucking decline of, like, I was already getting out of Slipknot, like, long before All Help Was Gone came mm-hmm. out. Uh, but again, like, I mean, that was at the time when file sharing was huge and I was getting a lot of different stuff. So I saw them do it live though. Awesome. Cuz that was that was the tour we saw. Mm-hmm. And it was you know, I've always liked the fucking song. It was one that I fucking wrote down right off the bat, like but I wasn't sure if it was going to be in the list. So mm-hmm. Out of the five that I have, two of these I was, you know, very surprised. I kind of knew Eyeless was going to be there. My number one and number two have been my number one and number two for a while. Even though, even, like earlier, to, earlier before we started, I was kind of like, man, I don't even know it. I would consider my favorite Slipknot song. It's hard to consider your favorite song of a band that you're not really that fond of, or. Even if you aren't really fond of them, it's like you just don't really, they're not on your radar. You don't listen to them very much anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to get to that in a while because I did, not a falling out, but is you know, stuff take pres- or takes precedence. Like you were saying, like I was getting into other stuff around this time too. They were always there, but, you know, I was, you know, it is what it is. Uh, anything else on 3-0? No, man, we're good. Sweet. Wait. Number three. Mine is, let's count this. One, two, three, four, five, six songs after that. Everything from here on out's off Volume Three, by the way. Really? Yeah. So this wow. was the first one that was released. It wasn't the single, but it was like the first thing that Roadrunner put up. I was like, uh, okay, here's what's here's what's coming out on their website or Blabbermouth or whatever it was. Was Pulse of the Maggots,
0: dude. Very come fun on. live
1: song, dude. oh I love it. I love it. All the cheesy chanting and all that, dude. It's, it's like the only
0: cool part of the song, especially live, is that fucking first part. Where that, it's that, the, that, yeah, isn't this the one where he has like the fucking? It's got like the war siren and shit. Yes. And he's calling out the fucking thing. I mean, it yes. sounds like a fucking goddamn war rally and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, but does it also have the fucking? No, that's the blister that the exists. Okay. The second
1: one, I've never been fond of that
0: one either. Where I they like come out with the marching I, drums. Yeah, I like the marching drums. Well, I liked it live.
1: Okay, because yeah, they well,
0: walked out with the drums and yeah. they walked together. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: Same, but like but, on the record now. Nah, no, pulse of the Meg, it's uh, Yeah,
0: I like the start of it, but I don't like the, any of the rest of it.
1: Oh, that's fine. I love because this is like basically like another Eyeless or another Sick, but like they were adding guitar solos and shit too. And, like, this is, like, when they... It was, like, around that time when Killswitch started soloing, too. And, like, even Fear Factory started, too. Like, like people started going, oh, we can do this, too. like, well, like yeah,
0: the, the solo came back. Shred came back. Rock yeah. Band was around. Well, I don't know if Rock Band was around, uh, but Guitar Hero yet. was
1: around. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a few years later, too. But it was the beginning oh, of no, that whole But that's wave. why
0: Guitar Hero came around, was yeah, because okay, fucking yeah, yeah, people yeah. were starting to fucking get away from, oh, we can't have a guitar solo. Yeah,
1: yeah, St. Anger. <laughs> that's... That's wankery. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's showing off. Mm-hmm. Dude, fuck, that whole era just, I you know what, if you don't want to play a guitar solo, don't play one, but don't fucking make it seem like you're a fucking asshole if you do. Yeah.
1: Fuck that. I'm glad that the whole thing is a moment the Same Pulse of the Maggots. Like, Fun song live. Enjoy.
0: Number two. Number two. Uh, number two is Disaster piece.
1: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I Just the one.
0: fucking The breakdown alone. Mm-hmm. This song alone mm-hmm. made it, to me, made it worth buying Iowa. Opening line, dude. I want to slit your throat and fuck the wound. Granted, I didn't buy Iowa, but to me, it was like, yeah, I mean, it I told bi-worthy. people if you still buy CDs, dude, and you fucking buy this album, this album, this song makes it worth the, you know, whatever, 14, 12 bucks you fucking ended up paying for it, man. Because. You know, fuck, man. I mean, I know that's... So, this was one where I was like, I really noticed the guitar sound because, like, when I listened to it last year, when I listened to it, I mean, I've listened to it quite a few times. Um, I hear it in the gym quite a bit. But first you hear that... Yeah. Weel, 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 weel. Like That's just an effect. So, yeah. it's like, okay, that has a weird sound on it. But when everything starts going, man, if you if you really just listen for the guitar sound and it's just like, wow, man, it just... It would be so much cooler. And I've heard, I've, I've listened to the live versions of it. it. To me, it sounds better because the guitars sound better. Like, mm-hmm. it's rough, you know, because the guitars don't sound as good as I remember them sounding. And that's what I was telling you last year was like, wow, I was listening to, you know, the first two albums. And I was like, geez, man, I was really surprised at how poor the guitar sound was. Yeah, that's a fucking morbid Did that angel. That build riff up right and there, breakdown. Yeah. Oh yeah, total fucking morbid angel lick, dude. But like, okay, the build up's a little bit much. But I think like, like when I hear that, when I hear it because it's got the fucking, you know, and then it's got the fucking the big drum roll, like the long drum roll, almost reminds me that fucking EDM shit where they have like just the fucking drops. Yeah, but like the build up for it is like the uh, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. just those snare rolls forever. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, is it gonna be this? Is it gonna be, is it gonna be yeah. And then it finally just fucking boom and it fucking hits, dude. Like, that's what that is. And then just the fucking,
1: bump, 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 Like, oh, fuck, dude. And they bring it back again at the end? Oh, dude, yeah. You know what's interesting? It's so fucking awesome. It's a lot longer than I remember it. Oh I look, look, How long is it? It's five-something, but I didn't think it was that long oh, back yeah. in the day, but I was just like, wow, okay. I mean, it's one of those songs, the whole thing's good, so you don't mind it, right? But like, like you right. didn't really, oh, that's five minutes worth of shit? Oh, okay. It's one of those. That's the thing is there's not like a ton of like short songs on, on Iowa from what I recall, right? I think there's like one that's like two and a half minutes. It might be I Am Hated. Actually, I'm pretty sure it is. Let's see real quick. Just for my own sanity.
0: Actually, I think that we're all kind of long now, I think about it. Because yeah. even left behind the radio song, even that one was long for a radio song, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think they trimmed some off for the video, though, maybe. Four minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I Am Hated It's 237. That's the shortest one on there that's not the intro, which, again, is just noise. And that was the thing, too, dude, when they played OzFest, when they were debuting Iowa Material for the first time, I remember being fucking terrified by that. That intro 515 right before people equal shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, they got Pyro now. It's fun stuff. I remember I remember a friend I had at the time who went with me to that show was like, man, I never even heard Slipknot. I just thought they were gonna be like weird and creepy the whole time just by looking at them, but like, they had the fucking energy, dude. I was like, yeah. Yeah, man. Disaster piece. They, they named their DVD for that for a reason. Fun stuff. Well, that's it. Buzz is a cool fucking name. Yeah, yeah. know. I uh I got to watch that again. I Let's see. I, What's your number 2? So there was this weird period where I was into, you know, getting into a lot of stuff so slipknot, you know, I never abandoned it or anything, but it did kind of fall by the wayside with a lot of other things, but like I would always return to the acoustic song on volume 3, Circles. And like I just remember they played that right before they came out on the tour in 2005 with Lame of God and Shadows Fall and I thought that was super effective. It's just a chill acoustic song and show on a different side you know they you didn't know they could do at the time you know what i mean and definitely like you're saying with the stone sour stuff creeping in but like but they still did it the slip not way it had a little more of a grit and an atmosphere than the clean cut stone sour stuff had you know, and it's, i don't know what the hell the song's about but that's cool that you can kind of draw your own conclusion and apply it to whatever's going on in your own life right so for years, that was the only actual Slipknot song I would listen to. Still would go see them live, still would have the appreciation for them for you know, the place they had in my life previously and getting people into heavy music as a gateway band or something. But that was it until about 2014 when they came back with playing live again after a long break and doing not fest and whatnot. That's when I really started diving back again and going, wait, I still love these first few albums. But yeah, man, for a long time, of all things, it was the acoustic number. Which ended up on my acoustic song list. Yeah, it was a good one, man. Like I always liked it. Yeah, curiously enough, I wouldn't say it's like
0: a hype track, but it's like a I good. It's like nine inch nails ish.
1: Very, yeah, yeah. It's, there's there's other textures to it than just the uh, the acoustic side, and that you know that's where that extremely experimental side was coming out. But and again, yeah, man, it's not like a a, a get psyched track, but it's a good pre-track for for getting ready for the live show to come i
0: think when i saw them live that was they played like a shortened version of it that might be what i'm uh, thinking through of the house system yeah because for the longest time I, in fact we might have said it on the episode but uh for the longest time i didn't know it was a full song
1: yeah but i mean like a lot of the stuff at the end is just kind of meandering noise because it was the
0: but yeah but i mean they because they, they did play like it's really shortened version but actually they, they played the shortened version before the intro which was really weird because they they played that and everybody's like, oh my God. Like, you know, I mean, if you, because the album had just come out. Yeah. And then as it faded out of that, it kind of went into this intro thing and then they came out. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, honestly, I don't even remember what they opened up with, but it was a long time ago. I, I mean, I think it was at that point where I was like, like this is kind of cool. I, I wanted to hear, like, it seemed like there was more to it and I wanted to hear more to it. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, I hadn't really even bothered. Actually downloading the album I think I just heard Like, you know Copy from my friend Or whatever Right You know, and I mean Shortly after that concert Like, I ended up uh, Downloading it Listening to it quite a few You know, a few times mm-hmm. That And that one was always A good one Always liked it Yep
1: It's a fun time Yeah, pretty It's, yeah It's definitely It's,
0: it's, it's just definitely dark Yeah, yeah It's I, like exactly. dark sounding <laughs> Yeah
1: No, for sure We are at that time We are at that time Yep, yep so without further ado, your number one, sir. Number one. My number
0: one is number one. I said it to start off the episode, dude. Here comes the pain. Mm-hmm.
1: Sick. Sick. Oh, dude. Al Pacino getting the fucking start yeah. off. You're fucking
0: Fucking yeah, Dude, it's so fucking hard, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what anybody well. says. This is a fucking hard ass song, dude. Yep. Absolutely. Short to the point. Mm -hmm. Kicks you right in the balls and walks away. Yep. (laughs) You know, it does its job. It incapacitates you and then walks off, dude. Walls, let me fall.
1: Fuck you all. Get a grip. grip. Don't Uh, let me slip. Yeah. Something about dropping the ball. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was really good at getting a lot of syllables in at once. Well, because that's
0: that that rap delivery. Yeah, absolutely. That speedier delivery. So you know
1: what I was thinking? They're Midwestern, right? And isn't that a, a unique thing to the Midwest, is Chop Rap, all, uh, like, Bone Thugs and all that?
0: Oh, yeah. Twista, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, so really like, super fast shit. There was another one, Crucial Conflict was another one of those really fast fucking dudes. Tech Nine's 9 super fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And they've, you know, you know Corey Taylor's collaborated with Tech yeah. 9 and put them yeah, on. Actually not I like that, so I like yeah, actually, like that okay. song, too. So, so there must be something to that, right? Perhaps.
0: I mean, if you're just fucking around, like, in, in a car fucking, you know, and, and you... You know, if you're listening to Bone Thugs or like your buddies listen to it at a party or something, yeah. I mean...
1: So you just took that cadence and that delivery and that rhythm and fucking streamed over it and worked out pretty well since then, right? Well, it's, it's so that's the thing. It's it's the same thing where I,
0: where I talked about, um, you know, having a guitar riff... You're you're not gonna change anything, you're just gonna change the beat behind it to make it fucking go from pa pa and you didn't change the riff at all, you just changed the beat. Yeah, He's like, Walls, let me fall, fuck you all. Yeah. Like lots of people do that stuff at the time. Yeah, I mean people still did it at the time. You know, it's just he was that's really, he's really big on that. Like, that's his style. Because mm-hmm. he, he does it a lot. Yeah. Where he really, he almost makes, he tries to make you hit that bounce or build up to that fucking speed part with his vocals, with his vocal cadence, you know, and not necessarily just like, oh, I want to make you feel all of the emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's just, he wants to make you move with his vocal cadence. Or maybe at least, I mean, I don't know if that's what he's trying to do. But that's what it, it it can do. When you listen to his vocals, his vocal patterns do that a lot. And again, he's not the only one that did it. He's not the person that invented it. But he—that's just his. That's his style. That's what he does. And and I always like that. Oh yeah. I don't listen to them enough to know if it gets old. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so the fucking guitars you know I just I fucking love that fucking I get the end where it's this fucking you know you can't kill me because I'm already inside you like and then there's the fucking sick, Yeah. sick like oh fuck dude just the way that that shit ends mm-hmm. that weird just huge, I don't even know what that
1: is at the huge end huge sound
0: you know it's like I'm pretty sure that might be I'm pretty sure it's Craig Oh yeah, no. It's
1: it's Craig and Sid, I think, is, yeah. is
0: at the end of it, whatever.
1: Well, so that's the thing is like you can go on YouTube and you can see a breakdown of all of where that stuff Craig got the samples from. But then also what he did to it to get it to sound the way it did. Some stuff he didn't change much. Some he changed a lot to where it's fucking completely unrecognizable. Some of it was very genuinely like surprising where it's like I've seen that movie a million times and I would never be able to pick out what he took. From that and what he did with it. Right. For the longest time, I remember
0: people, like, you know, when the, when the album first came out, and I just remember being around people, like, especially shows and whatnot, and people would be talking about it, and and a lot of people, like, if they even knew it was from a movie. I remember, yeah. I remember people talking about the here comes the pain, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I remember, you know, having to tell everybody, like, if it was fucking Carlito's way. It's, like, one of the fucking best... Oh, yeah. Okay not best But it's one of my Favorite it's, it's movie notable. scenes Of all time yeah, yeah, man yeah. When he's just Fucking shitting Like Just in, freaking out In this bathroom Yeah It's in the beginning Essentially too. thinking He's gonna die Yeah You know And then all of a sudden Just finally nuts up dude And just like Fucking here comes the pain And he fucking busts Out of the bathroom And everybody's Already dead Yeah
1: It's <laughs> yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it In a long time And I yeah, didn't I, see I it I think till it's the years. best scene In the whole
0: fucking movie cause, oh, so that's okay. Cause it's like The first of the movie Yeah and And the rest of the movie's kind of like it slows down quite a bit after that, and I mean, there's some action here and there, but it it does get quite a bit slower, but it was a great way to start the movie off um for sure, just like the and I, I don't want to say it's a great movie, but it's a good movie. you know, check it out if you're into fucking like gangster movies or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know yeah that's that was one of my favorites, so I mean, I remember p- telling people about it and they like, what like you know. I mean, that, it was close enough back then for people to still remember what it is and be like, oh, I've never seen it, or oh, I remember
1: that. But it wasn't even like a super old movie by that point, right? No, it was, it was, I wasn't
0: too old. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. You're number one. Number one, number 5 number one.
1: So, I'm finally, really curious to see what this is. I, well, you mentioned it, uh, it previously. Oh. Do you want to take a guess at based on that, that? Three nil? Uh, no. Oh. It was not in your list, but you mentioned it previously, being like, okay, this still holds up pretty well. Off Duality? Three, not that one other single. Second biggest song on Spotify. Second biggest song
0: on Spotify, and mm-hmm. I mentioned Vermillion? Not that one either. Jesus Christ, how many are there? It's right after Pulse of the Maggots. I can't even imagine, I can't even see the, the track list right now. Did you forget? Dude.
1: Well, before Snopes, I forget, that's not, yeah. what is it? God damn it! What is it? <laughs> I told you twice already, and you can't remember. I literally just said it twice. I said the actual name of the song oh, just now. Oh fuck! That's awesome. God damn it! I love it. I hate you. I love you too. So, right after "Pulse of the Maggots," which I'd already heard again by that point, so I was happy listening to it again on the on the album. Right after that, before I forget, catchy little ditty, and it sits in this kind of cool pocket where it's. It's still catchy and melodic-ish, but it's still got a bit of aggression to it, you know? That's the thing about Slipknot, too, is it's just you got two extremes as far as either being really melodic or in some cases, like, not distorted at all, and then fucking very pissed and very, you know... Up to a point, extreme. You got a pretty decent amount. You have in another between, extreme too.
0: in there too, where they're like super ex- experimental on things.
1: Oh, so that was the other thing in the news too is they're going to put out a they're going to put out a record that they did because they were having bad writer's block. During the recording. Oh yeah, th-
0: they were going to release something from 2000. It, it would have been during the recording sessions eight.
1: for uh, yeah for uh, All Hope
0: Is Gone. Yeah, I saw that on Metal Injection. Yeah,
1: and it's like literally just it was a thing between Corey, uh, I think Jim Clown and Sid, working out that writer's block, and I don't know if they're going to release it as Slipknot, but I'm curious. Supposedly it's just like super experimental, so yeah, and there's that. That's an extreme too as well. Yeah, dude, because they, they're all over the place. So this is kind of this. They don't do this a lot, but it's this kind of in between. It's like not even like weight and bleed heavy, but it's that catchy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, when cool. you get
0: when you get the the uh I can't remember what the fucking diagrams. I mean, if you get to the purple spot in the Venn diagram, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. every they got some fucking they got some gems in there. That's yeah, for man. sure. It's just like I'm really surprised you picked this one, Mister Fucking. I like it raw.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah well, wow. you know? <laughs> ODB, rest in peace. Huh. I should have said an RIP. But um, yeah, it's just a fun, catchy ass song. It's just like there's a reason it's number two. I think Duality is a great song, but it's not anywhere near any you know any of my stuff on my list. It's just not something that I ever held really that dearly. I understand why it's number one, but this I understand why it's number two. You know, it's a fun song. It's it's great live. Okay, it's, so it's not the
0: big part where you can fucking. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Something yeah, I saw so
0: live, it would probably be
1: massive. Oh yeah, something I should have thought of, you know, during the decor discussion. A lot of people credit Killswitch with being the first band to sing and scream, and that is beyond not the case. Like, like even Wait, Jesse what? said, a lot of people think that are ki- singing and screaming in the same song started with Killswitch. Wow. Yeah, and like, like first off, I, it didn't even start with Slipknot. No, it, like <laughs> first off, Jesse straight up says, I got that from. Um, Turn Loose the Swans by by Dying Bride. That's what made him want to sing and scream. And I didn't know fucking my Dying Bride screamed until he even said that. So I went back and checked. Oh, they got Death Growls on some of their old shit. They got some of it on their new shit, too. I had no idea. Before that, even though, you also have uh, fucking Fear Factory, dude. Like, they kind of did start all that. And there's little variations on all that here and there. But like... Nothing Face did it before them. Yeah, yeah like really there's, a, on that. there's a ton but like you know this is a good example Corey was doing that big dude and it wasn't just one or the other a lot of these dudes are binary where it's you know here's the prettiest cleanest you know not rattly you know singing singing and then you got the and you got the screaming most blood-curdling thing but he he can go a lot of places in between that too you know what i mean because the singing's not super, super, super clean, you know. Well, he
0: could sing a lot of different ways. He can scream a lot of different yeah. ways. Where a lot of those guys can't. Like the guy from Nothing Face, you know, he was one where he sings pretty much the same way every time. Mm-hmm. Some people say it sounds uh, monotone. Mm-hmm. It could be the effect, it could be the effect he's going for. And then his scream is kind of the same way. He yeah. does he doesn't change it a whole hell of a lot. It's it's kind of the same on every song. Yeah. To some degree Burton's like that too.
1: Uh, yeah. You know, absolutely. he doesn't
0: sing a whole lot of different ways, man. He's got that like little opera style and mm-hmm. and that's it. Like he did but Corey He goes all over like, the damn map. Dude. Fuck man. He can yeah. do a lot of
1: fucking different and things. And this particular song is a very cool sweet spot that he you know, that you don't hear a lot. So it's really cool when he busted out and this being to me possibly the best example. The video is fun. It's it's them, you know, rehearsing or whatever without the mask. But they never like close right up on their face, so you just kind of like see a corner of an eye or something, or see their shoes or whatever. I enjoyed that, but it's just a fun. You know, they performed this on Conan on in two thousand four. It's awesome that they used to perform on TV pretty regularly, particularly on Conan O'Brien. I remember one of the shows they did. Uh, they were they said they were gonna do um, Left Behind. I think this was on Conan too, but instead they they played Heretic Anthem on on screaming if you're 555 on 666 on national tv <laughs> love that but they did they did a cool rendition of before i forget on conan and clown couldn't be there because his wife was sick so they had his mask resting on his uh his percussion stuff and i thought that was a cool tribute however if you see how many people they have at a given time and how small that stage actually is they pretty much had to stay confined to their space the oh, whole time yeah. and make the most of it but you know it's a live staple f- for a reason it is it's high as it is on the on the streams like it's awesome man slipknot has songs
0: yeah it was definitely one i'm not a big fan of not much to say because i'm
1: not gonna rip the song i mean fuck good song mm-hmm. so i mean that's about it what are your favorite slipknot songs man let us know yeah, are you a maggot know. yes <laughs> or are you a fly are there or is there a group of fans called the flies i feel like that's more uh, of they uh a guar thing or something let like me know that. if you're a maggot yeah I, I enjoy eating rotting flesh from time to time <laughs> so thanks again for joining us folks uh hope to have something good for you soon please rate review and subscribe spread the word hit us up on all the socials i'm at yes it is I, what is it Yes, it is I, David. That's not good that I had to think about that. Jason's at J'Zen Fitness. We love hearing from you guys, so hit us up. Until then, eat your veggies. Fuck your prayers. See ya.
0: Later.